All right, we're back. We got to go to the bathroom after two intense hours of nothing. I feel like we haven't talked about anything yet. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so we touched on. Let's see. Kind of recap. The, I I would I think one thing I really wanted to capture with this episode was out of the personal conversations that Knut and I have. Like, they're so intense, and we always say, oh, "I wish I had a microphone right I now." Know. Right? We always say that. So our favorite downtime actually is like talking cooking a meal in the house sitting down and talking, talking. and i actually said I, I, I said this literally on friday was it i don't know whenever we did it last time whenever we were eating those tacos i think that was friday was today saturday saturday mm-hmm. it's all a blur with the quarantine oh, yeah. um but the last time i was like i feel like people would actually go out less and go try to hit more restaurants and bars and blah blah, blah if they enjoyed the stuff in the house more yeah, I agree. like i feel like we're so full when we do that like our cup is so full that i'm like oh, i don't want a good brunch like for yeah. what like it was so much fun already at the house mm, in yeah. fact we went to we went to vegas in december and i think to date it has been our best trip because so we fun. we had the best trip <sighs> victor we talked for hours, hours. for like and four days straight a year of like so much work so much work yeah i think i think the thing that uh I enjoy most is that I think I was always in my life trying to chase uh as Steve Pressfield call it like shadow living okay right so it's like you don't it's almost like a it's like it'd be the equivalent of renting an apartment because you don't want to make the commitment of a mortgage but you know that if you just Get the house you want, right? Buy the house you want. Pay that mortgage and pay it for 30 years, right? It's going to be so much more quality if you just commit to the thing, right? And I feel like our generation and what I did for a very long time is that, like, I would just try to dabble in it and get that good version. So it's like I need to go out and meet new people, right? So it's like the high is a quick high. It's like let me go out. Oh, me and this person have been hanging out for, you know, Four months. I really like working out with Ed. He's a good workout partner. And then we switch and then you try something else, right? And then you get into and it's like this constant evolving thing. You even see it in your social media. You see whose stories you're kind of into for a while. And then you stop watching yeah. the stories. Then you rotate in and out. Right. And I feel like we're just constantly trying to fulfill that bond, that connection thing. But I feel like the, the issue that I think I avoided for years is that like I didn't get past the hump. And I feel like with uh canute i got past the humps so it's more or less like um i forgot that study that came out a while ago on basically how people can get closeness and stuff like that and so the study came out with a series of questions and it was in three parts so the way the study worked is that like uh you ask uh let's say it's 30 questions in round one and you ask them back and forth and the questions are like um What's your favorite color? I don't know. Simple questions in round one. And then you kind of listen to each other. Yeah. And then you take a 15-minute break. uh, And then you stare at each other in the eyes for like three minutes or something like that. And then you go back to questions. So basically what the study basically did, it basically showed uh, that humans fall in love or connect uh, on what's called a vulnerability exchange, right? So Kudut and I call it like hooks, like love hooks. But it's like those, uh, uh, what's that? love hormone oxy something oxytocin right like we get those connections that a mother has to her child and people have to each other through basically exchanging vulnerabilities um and like one of the honestly one of the things i built my career off of is 
I exchange vulnerabilities to people. I say, here are mine, and then they give me theirs back. So this study basically shows that there is a certain number of vulnerabilities that you can exchange, and as long as they're unbroken, you and this person should have a bond that's mm. loyal for each other. So round one, it's 30, I'm just making up, I don't know, 30 questions, maybe 15, and it's like blue, and it's like blue, and then I go, and it's like red, not a bad color. And you keep asking these simple questions, and you're like, I like them. That's why first dates generally go well because the questions are easy. Then you take the break, you look into each other for in their eyes, right? That's the hard part. And it's like, I trust their soul. Then you take the break and then you go to round two. Round two is a little harder. It's like, let's say you had a family member who did this and that. What would you do, right? Mm -hmm. And you hear their vulnerable answer. And this is where people start to disagree. They're like, oh, I don't like that about that person. So basically the objective of the study was that if you could make it all the way to all the questions and there were no objection, no break in the vulnerabilities. Because once I ask a question that let's say it might be something like a, um, a financial question, right? And I'm vibing with this person. And then I ask the financial question and then the question goes like, hey, so if we had uh, $20,000 to our name, what would you do? And if she's like, uh, buy a Ferrari. And then it's like, like I instantly am like, that's stupid, right? So I lose trust for this person instantly. Yeah. So I think what Knut and I have done is that when we exchange vulnerabilities, the moments that we disagree, the moments that we butt heads, the one thing that her and I have done is that we find a way to say, all right, we disagree. Why? Where's your philosophy on this? Where's your stance on this? Why do you feel this way? Right? Yeah. So it's like even where we disagree. It's a meritocracy. 100%. Even where we disagree, I, I, we work hard to see each other's perspective. There are still things that we disagree on each other strongly, but they're still pretty close, right? I see. I always see when people are married and they're like, oh, he's a Trump supporter and I'm a this supporter. I'm like, how? Like, how yeah. are you two together, yeah. right? It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like a totally different type of, type of living. Like, I think that you and I are also a little bit, the same way we are in our career, too, you keep using the word repulsed. I feel like bad word. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like we're too repulsed with you are too repulsed with the idea of also being with someone that is literally the most important person in your life and you're like, yeah, I disagree with everything she says. Oh, she's just my crazy old lady. Like, no, be with someone who yeah. you agree with their I can convictions. Do bad by myself. Yeah, or you agree with their convictions. Like, we're not just here for the fun. And I think a lot of relationships and you, whatever, if you are in that type of relationship, who cares? If that works for you, if that's what you want to do, go for it. If you enjoy just going to the movies together and yeah. having dinner, like, ah, oh, I just enjoy, that's my best friend. I just enjoy him for good times. That's cool. You don't have to agree on everything. That's cool. Whatever floats your boat. For us, if I did not agree with so many of the things like if he wasn't convicted in some of the things that i'm convicted in i'd be like why are you here like yeah. i can go to the movies by myself or with anybody else to right do the nice things or anybody so else. it seems like that people settle for the nice things then i, I think some sometimes ways. i think sometimes but i think sometimes again i think all of these type of relationship ideas God, these I hope are we all break new. up after all this high could you imagine what if this is uh i hope to god we put this out and break up the next God, day. what if this is like the black <laughs> plague to our relationship? Oh, could you imagine? Yeah. Well. funny. Uh, all right. I mean, but that's what people do, though. They talk so much shit about why they think they have click and all these things like that. And I think the one thing that I have and I think it's working for me is that I'm, I speak very openly about who I am. Like when I talk about how the things I did or how I was, I know that I am still that person mm -hmm. every day. I'm not 
getting on the mic, acting like I'm Steve Harvey and shit, right? I'm holier than thou. And it's like, no, I know the devil in me and the devil in me is live and well, right? I, every day, have to groom those seeds of goodness to outdo the evil in me, right? And it's like, I shouldn't say evil, I should say detrimental. Um, and I think that's the difference with me. I think people forget that they're capable of evil. I think they're, for, they're they forget they're capable of losing their temper. They forget that they're capable of things they did in their younger years. It never leaves you. People don't, there's this Al, Al, quote Al Pacino said, and I forgot the movie, uh, something Carlito's Way or something like that. I forget the name of the movie. And when he got out of jail, and Carlito's, Carlito's Way. And then when they got out of jail, he was old. He was this old gangster. They're like, hey, man, you're going to get back in the game. We got this job for you. And he was like, hey, he was like, people never change. They just get old and run out of gas. And I'm like, yeah, I just feel my tank is on like an eighth of a tank for detrimental shit. But don't get me wrong. I can still hit the gas and, and go. Like yesterday, I was telling Canoe, I just felt fussy. I felt like I just wanted to do some. I felt like the detrimental me coming out. I was going through mail yesterday. It's just a bunch of stuff from IRS, a bunch of stuff. And it's just like business mail. And instead of, right, this is how a normal brain thinks. A normal brain thinks, okay, well, I don't have a shredder here. Maybe I'll go get one next week or tomorrow or whenever I can get a shredder and shred the papers. That's on, And puts it away nicely. My brain thinks, let me go to the alley and set this on fire, right? My brain just wants to be destructive. It wants to be wild. It wants to be chaotic, right? It's like, and I think these little mini, that's a safe example, but I think shit like that all the time. So I have to say, no, 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 no. Just fucking put it down and just (laughs) walk away, right? Like I'm fighting off whatever yeah right whatever that thing is he's a he loves to rebel i love to rebellious person rebelling is my thing that is my thing right like my when i was 17 my favorite thing used to be to tell people fuck that and fuck you 17 years old i don't know anything (laughs) right i used to say that to people all the time like they would say something like you need to do this or turn this in i'm like fuck that and fuck you right it's the most rebellious thing that you can have. But I think fortunately for me, I was never a rebel without a cause. Like I always saw things that I felt were very objectionable and people should not be doing, right? Like I've always thought that the infrastructure of school was a little crazy, right? But I did it anyways and I complained my way through. Like I always thought that uh, the institution of like, uh, this is the one that the one that really lost me was uh, resumes. Mm. Resumes yeah. took me out the game. <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. Like when I was getting my finishing my MBA, or maybe like a uh, halfway through, we had this like resume coach and all this stuff, and everyone was with it. Everyone was on program. Everyone was trying hard, and I was the only one in class who stood up. Stood up, and I was like, "You're gonna. We're basically begging someone for a job. Is that what we're doing? We're begging someone, and we're lying, and we're getting up here, and we're doing this thing of like the stupid like." Oh, and we're answering these questions. Yeah. What is what is the one trait you would say? Oh, you know, I would say my only trait is that I, I work too much and I burn myself, right? <laughs> and you're supposed to give <laughs> these reasons. Dude, you know and- what's crazy? Yeah, all the fluff. I've always loved interviews. Like when I did go on them back in the day, I always loved it. That was my favorite part. Dude, the, the, is it because you gave no fucks? No, it was because like resume, I feel like the resume shit was annoying, right? Because you're like, uh, pressure of getting it on one page and right, then you're like right. fluffing up the shit you have done. Right, and you're like, right. I'm 21. I haven't done shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, 
all the other 21s have not done anything yeah. either. Of, That's why I didn't get about med school. Yeah. But, but I felt like fluff. the interview part was like... You got to talk to people. You got to show them like, hey, this is who I am in a person in person. And that's the best part. Right? Like so that's it's like it's your time to shine. I'll keep it one hundred though. Like you are a young, charismatic, beautiful woman and you show up and whether you meet another woman, right, it's gone. Whether you need this. I come with this. You don't know me. Yeah. You just see black guy with muscles. Right. Yeah. So like there's a not even under a suit. I don't you're know. Black. Yeah, Dude, I'm never, I'm dude. never not swole, right? Like, <laughs> never. There's no escaping it. You know what's crazy? I, I, I think the, the picture is up there too. Whenever, like, I, you've actually never gotten a nice suit. Not never. Yet. Not yet. I've never. I can't nice wait till the we day that, you, that I can't wait till the day that you get a nice so. suit. Yeah. Just, just want you. Actually, you know the best thing you actually have had is not even a suit. That those jackets those that I bought jackets them. that you bought yeah. at Nordstrom rack yeah. rack rack yeah, <laughs> put the rack in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> they looked so nice because they have like but it's also stretch material it it's like so a stretch nice. tweed. I had a guy, come on he bespoke suits yeah the guy yeah. Right? I, yeah. so that's the thing it's like I never had one I'll be honest I wore suits probably when I was getting my MBA we wore suits three times a week twice a week maybe or something like that for just stuff we did a lot of stuff um and I never had, I remember I had this one suit. I have a picture in my office up up on that uh, column. It's my cohort of my graduating class. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the jacket I'm wearing, I remember that day I ripped the shoulder pads out of the jacket. And I just had like this loose. You like, don't need no shoulder pads. <laughs> and also, also like I feel like you're, you've never had anything fitted. So like there's always like that extra fluff. Not even baggy, fluffy, flooded, baggy, yeah. baggy, flooded. Yeah, never had yeah. it. So it's never tailored. Yeah. And I see that picture and I'm like, oh, so sweet. You I was like, my little like, mess of a man. There's nothing worse. And that's the crazy thing about President Trump to me. His suits are don't fit him. Yeah, it's like same with the mayor. It's weird. Yeah. Lightfoot. And it's like this yeah. ties are too. And I'm like, dude, you can go to the and best. The internet. He has his own ties. And they're long. They're too long. It's, I'm just like, wow. And I'm like, dude, you can you can get the yeah. best of the best in suits. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the other thing too, right? It's like I have so many questions, societal questions, and I'm just a rebel. And even down to, and this is what tech has done really well. Why are we wearing suits? Who wears suits? Yeah. Right. Tech is tech is the route. They're the rebels of society. They're like, why are we wearing that? What are we doing this for? Right. Like, just show up. They're the rebels of society. But I. So I always use this one phrase: What are the numbers in anything? What are the numbers? Mm-hmm. The numbers don't lie. Like. The numbers are like, what is your business? Whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if your business is like you're presenting it on Instagram, all amazing and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And you got a great ring light and a videographer. What are the numbers? Mm-hmm. Does the business the make numbers? money? What are the numbers? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the thing why tech is so powerful and can afford to do that. Because it's like, who's competing? What are our numbers? they have the numbers. Look what we've done for the world. Look at our numbers. You have to bow to Look us. At, you have to bow down yeah. to tech. You have to. to. Tech. You have Absolutely. to. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. They've changed the world. They have changed, yeah. changed the, world. the world. They've changed the world. Yeah. But and they yeah. did it and they changed the world and they did it in a way that was lean enough and they were young enough that they weren't what's the word I'm looking for? Jaded to think that you had to do it the way because I think what happens to a lot of people and what tech changed was that by time you can actualize that amount of wealth or success, you're maybe forty eight, fifty two, and then you feel this weird hazing thing where it's like, Well, I had to wear suits, so you yeah. all you all better wear suits. Yeah. Right? Versus these kids, this must be nice. They're mi- they're billionaires at twenty four. Some people say like take pride in how you you know dress for success kind of thing, and like, and it's for some people they agree that like, 
like people that are, are in during this quarantine, they have to like hop out of their pajamas to get out Absolutely. of that mindset. Put on some clothes. I think you should like look that. nice, but you don't have to put on a fucking yeah, costume. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that right? too. Right? Like, yeah. like the, that suit, that MBA thing. Like he was wearing a suit three days a week for right, what? You're right, in college. Right. Well, you're still wearing a suit three days Bro, a week? In my like, EMT it's class, a costume. they made us wear a white coat. I'm like, we're not doctors. Like, why, why are you wearing, wearing a white, white coat? coat? <laughs> yeah. And I understand, like, I understand the power, especially from sports. I understand the power of uniformity of having a costume. Mm. Like when I see a police officer, I'd like to know you're a police yeah. officer. Right. Right. It's like, that's ironically enough in the past 20 years of conflict in the Middle East. The reason why we can't win is because they don't have uniforms. Mm. That's crumbling the U S military is that you don't know who's Taliban, who's not. Cause they're just dressed normal. Right. So that, that's a whole different thing. So uniformity does go a long way in certain situations. But I also think that like, I believe in dress codes. I, you know, if like I'll have dress codes that, Fancy events I do at weddings. There should be a dress code. But at the same time, I think to tell someone that you can wear this four days a week and you can maybe on a Friday do jeans and this, but it can't be too right. It's just like yeah. it's so it's so crippling to me, right? It just is like, what if I do my best work when I wear joggers? What if I just feel mentally right. more free? Like, what if my body doesn't feel right in the chat? Like, what if I can feel limber? What if I can feel like, what if I can do better work here? And it's like, as a company, as a corporation, if I heard that, I'd be like, I'll give you a month and I'll see the numbers, right? Maybe if you can show me your numbers of productivity and prove if I let you dress this way, I will. And I think tech companies are seeing that. They're seeing yeah. that if you put beer at the fridge, it's no detriment to them at work. They have a beer and they'll produce, right? And it's like, I think my rebelling is not for anything. I think my rebelling is against people who are forcing the youth uh, to be a certain way and carry on that legacy to be a certain way and not know why forever. And it's just me as an outsider asking questions. And if you can't give me a good answer, then fuck that and fuck you. I'll try to do it my own way and see what happens. Ironically, both of us do wear joggers and leggings to our work. Like seven days a week. Like I actually can't. Like I, I love when I have somewhere to dress up, like an occasion to dress up. I'm like, right. yeah, I'm looking to wear a fancy it's dress nice once in a while. Right. It feels right. good. Right. Yeah. Like actually, I went to a dinner uh, probably a month ago for somebody, one of my clients' 40th birthday, and we there was like 20 people, 20 women who went to it, and like we carpooled, not with all 20, but we carpooled with a couple. And I showed up to her house, and she opened the door, and she was like you look amazing like i was wearing like a dress i mean i bought it on amazon it's 20 bucks but it was a very nice dress it looked nice and i looked fancy and she was like wow you're pretty i'm like am i overdressed <laughs> and like everyone like i remember it came up at dinner and everyone was like yeah i can't wait to come uh like i i like there were doctors and lawyers and everybody at that dinner like all types of professions and they were like yeah i can't i'd love to wear stretchy jeans and this and that and blah blah they're like i love stretching and i literally was like i am looking for an excuse to get out of my stretchy jeans like <laughs> looking to right. get an excuse yeah. the grass is always greener on the other side right. it's just nice right. once in a while yeah yeah I yeah i just i don't know i just think there's a again uniformity plays a big role but i think at the same time uh there's what just reason these, you know there's these weird there's be a reason yeah. right i think there's a reason right is because i think your life changes when you own a business in a weird way of be like okay i'm ahead of this operation and so you start thinking of things like so who's ahead of this operation then Right. And it's like there's a leader to every business. There's no th th big yeah. other. Right. As they as, like there's this French uh, psychologist, Jacques Lacan, and he coined this term called big other. Big other it basically means uh, in society, 
they see things as, and you hear it all the time. Oh, you know, they say that it's going to go to June. It's going to go to July, right? I hear that and I'm like, who is they? Who's they? Who is they? Dude, I sat and opened up that 890 page bill of the coronavirus and I looked at the dates and I read who is they, right? I now know that 96 senators is they, right? It's like, I don't accept the big other. I don't accept like, oh no, you don't do that to our, the, them, our police. Like, it's like, you say these things, but it's like, it's these weird so- social traps. And basically, like, I think George Orwell, like the writer, like 1984 and these like so- British socialist yeah. books, he's made an entire career off of the big other. It's this big, scary thing that no one wants to challenge or no one wants to offend. But when you really analyze it, it's not a real thing, right? It's like the, I think the most recent case of the big other in society has been the NFL players taking the knee for the flag and all that stuff like that, right? regardless of how you feel about it, whatever your stance on it is, is the truth is the people who feel offended by it and the people who are kneeling, both sides, the kneeling disrespects not one person in particular. The offense is for no one in particular. Everyone is mad at a concept of the big other, right? It belongs to no one. It's not like when you kneel, it goes directly to the 96 senators and it's no one. Right. Everyone is just on this idea of, oh, you know, we got we got our boys there. You know, do you think there's no black people in the military overseas? What? Come on. Like, do you think there's no black poor? Like, like there. Some people don't. There you go. Yeah. They, and that's their illusion. They forget. Yeah. That's the that's their illusion that they have. Right. And I'll be the first to say it, dude. Thank God for the U.S. military. Woo! Like that. I am not a military man. I'm not a fighter, but I am well aware of what's going on in the world. And thank God for <laughs> if it wasn't for our U.S. military, I would not be able to sit here on a mic and do right. Right, like our military has done a fantastic job, but at the same time, I pay a lot of fucking taxes too, right? So it's like I got some say too, like I got a lot of say actually because I I'm the thing you're protecting, we're funding you, right? It's like it's it's it goes both ways. I respect you, thank you for protecting me. And the only reason why you got this big bag tank and AR-57 is because I bust my ass too and I pay your Uncle Sam 30% of what I earn. It's like, it's no, it's it goes two ways. I respect you and you respect me. So it's like these people get lost in this in-between thing that, that doesn't exist, I think. And to me, it's it's silliness at, 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 at takes best. Away, it takes away from the operation. Absolutely. It takes away from what we're doing as a team. Yes. Well, from what we're doing as a team. Yeah. Yeah. If you spend all your time beefing one side to the other, it just takes away from the operation. And that's just. Yeah. But that's the thing that makes, I think, that thing historically has made America more powerful than other, than, than other countries. The same thing that George Orwell talks about this concept. It's like find a big other that's an outsider. So right now we're about to get like a real charge from China. I think we're about to go into, uh, I'm not trying to be prophetic or anything, but I think after this blows over, I think uh, the Trump 2020 campaign, it will be f- the the once Mexican hate will now be fueled by Chinese hate, right? Because the Chinese are the problem for this virus and they've changed our lives and they made us sit in our, God forbid, they made us sit in our house and all that, right? So it's like, you hear Trump, he's already starting it. He's like, Chinese virus, blah, 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 blah. He goes right. back and forth on that because people are giving him shit about it. I think people it. give him shit, right? I think that's what it is. 
but he pushes them as much as he can. Like I looked yeah. on, on Twitter today and I hit, I saw like so many updates from him on Twitter. I, I rarely go on Twitter, he but I just so look. much. But yeah. Yes and no. Like I, I just, I feel like I, I, I rarely go on Twitter, but I saw, I was like, let me see how many tweets has happened in like the last <laughs> 24 hours. And it's a ridiculous amount. And I'm like, how much, how do you have so much energy to talk to so tweet. much shit and to tweet That's, when there's literally a fucking pandemic going on? That we're is, all losing our mind. Yeah. Like how? How does it just doesn't make any sense? I think the silver lining to though is that that's the one thing that I respect about Trump as a content creator. <laughs> as a content creator. I'm waiting for Trump's Dude, Instagram page. His content is endless. And it's just like <laughs> how are you creating right? The Prentice and this and all this stuff. Dude, he's tweeting every 30 minutes and I'm just Crazy. like I don't necessarily agree. It makes agree. me less trustful to me. I'm 100%. like, yeah, aren't Why are you not working? Job? Why are you not working? Like, I can't even tweet that many times a day. And I got a pretty chill schedule and a pretty chill job. And he doesn't even use the Twitter he's supposed to be using. He's using his personal Twitter account, <laughs> right? There's a Twitter account of the president of the United States that floats in and out. And then there's a Twitter account oh that's my God. his. It's just I Donald Trump. I not even know that. Yeah, it's, he's not using the presidential Twitter. He's just using his own personal one. Anyways. I guess so. That's funny. Anyways. You feel like there's anything you want to talk about? What did we, uh, no, what what else did you jot down? Here's the things I jotted down. The type of worker you are, I think we hit on that. Yeah. Oh. You know what? The type of worker I am is also, me and Ryan are very, we have a lot of foundational things that are very similar about us, but we are different in the type of worker we are for sure. Um, and so much so that even today, like when I was like, Hey, I was like, do you want a kombucha or something? Or do you, he's like, no, I was like, did you, I was like, do you want some coffee? And he was like, no, he's like, I don't want to have caffeine and then be nervous for, or like feel jittery or nervous for the podcast. And I was like, hmm. And me on the other end, like I literally ate less today. Like I had a half sandwich and like string cheese. Cause I was like, I want my stomach to be empty and I want to have caffeine. Cause like that makes me mm. feel good for my work. Like right. that makes me feel that's prepared a for a cocktail that makes yeah, you feel that for like prepared for like a, huh. something like this where yeah. it's like, I'm kind of nervous, but I need to do well like that. Like, yeah, I always feel great on an empty stomach with a little bit of caffeine. Okay. Just like projecty stuff like this. <laughs> there's this, yeah. this is one girl I know. She'll never lose this. There's one girl I know, Taylor Jordan. And we're cool. We, we became cool when I lived in Tampa. She worked at the gym that I worked out at and she was always doing shows every year. And she, she has an Alabama accent. And so one time we were like about to go to Arnold and she was competing and she said something to me. She was like, you know, I, I like being hungry. I just feel full of energy. And I was like, what? And dude, and I thought about that. And I, like that resonated with me. And I think there's something to being hungry, right? There's like something. Gary says it all the time. There's something. Dude, yeah. When you're hungry, like you are. Well, when you've not, been fed all your not life. Not hungry like. No, 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 no. Not hungry. Viscerally. Yeah. Oh, I I thought you like you like, missed a meal no. hungry. Like when you miss a meal, your body literally goes into this like it's almost hunt like can, mode. It's almost like you can focus it's a, a little bit better. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You do, right? Yeah. Epinephrine's release, adrenaline Oh, release. dude, yeah. you are like ready to That's go That's the other it. reason I was upset about Peter because I was like, you're going to do you're this podcast sluggish? on a full stomach? You're going to be sluggish? Yeah, so uh, what you guys say? I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm coming in here starving. As caffeinated. opposed to Victor, he can eat a full yeah. stomach of food. I know, but you can drink also. Drink a beer. Yeah. But that's his. But that's his energy, though, right? Victor's energy is like, I'm gonna sit here. I don't know where it all goes. Victor's like, is it? Is it? Is yeah, it? you're. You're also different. You can. I'm sure, positive. You can eat more than both of us, and it just bounces off of you. For now. Yeah. For now. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting. But you also don't eat. See how sluggish that response was. But <laughs> <laughs> but you also don't eat that three meals a day. Yeah. People are doing no, that. No, it's typically two for me. People are doing that for yeah. three steady meals a day. I'd say. Gotcha. Anyways, I'm sorry. I cut you off. You were looking at your notes. 
yeah. type of worker. Type of work you are. I think we touched on that. Um, and these are just based off conversations we had today. I wrote I wrote these shorthand. I wrote work until work until you prove to yourself who you think you are. And I think this one probably applies to me more than yeah. it applies to you. Obviously, the only thing we talk about is work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was reading something yesterday. Uh, it was, oh, I was reading a real estate book and they were talking about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about write-offs and they were like, with travel and food and entertainment meals, if you talk about work, the rule of thumb is if you talk about work, you can write it off. I was like, if that was the case, all of our groceries are fucking written, written off. Written off all everything, the almond oh, milk, the all of it. All of it. Yeah. It's a yeah. big topic. I think it's like 30% or something like that on food and entertainment can be expressed by the IRS just in case anybody don't want to get audited. Um, Yeah, so I wrote work until you prove who you think you are. I don't know. I maybe I should expand it. I feel like that's something like, yeah, that's That's, more you. That's That's definitely not me. So I think for you, I think you start with the belief of here's who I think I am in my delusional head. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to keep working. Mm -hmm. And then when you finish the work, you're like, I told you yeah i told you but also i'm kind of shocked too i'm like wow okay so that's I the guess. thing about you I, like when you do when you say stuff you back it up 10 out of 10 times i i can't believe it like you actually do it like i say things big big things of grandeur and i back it up maybe one out of 28 times really? you know what though i have to say i don't say a lot of things that's yeah you're you seldomly make a statement and i think about a lot of stuff in my head but i don't say a lot and i particularly don't say a lot to like do you we talked about law of attraction last episode do you believe in that like putting it out there and letting it manifest Mm, i don't think so yes and no because i've literally put out things into the universe in my own head where i'm like like okay uh for example i wanted to ever since i was like 17 i was like man wouldn't it be cool if you bought a foreclosed place in like dust plains and it's like it was just something i said at 17 like i had no business saying making that statement sure enough i was working all those years those sprints that we talked about i had two sprints underneath my belt underneath my belt recession happened a lot of foreclosed homes i own a foreclosed home in dust plains right like it just so happened like so i think for me it's not a matter of law of traction it's just a matter of you have you either are prepared for an opportunity or you're not and sometimes you get lucky and you're, you're like, oh, black wow. And white. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I got lucky. I'm prepared for this opportunity, this upcoming Some people don't need that external accountability. Uh, I actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually prefer yeah. to not tell people, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of don't like to. So I think anything you've ever stated and failed or not been successful on are uh, things where hours are not enough. So I feel like the things where she falls short are things that take um, a detailed approach or a creative mm-hmm. approach, right? Yeah. So, for instance, like a big thing of hers right now is like, she's just like, my website, my website. I need to update my website. My, my website's website. been terrible for like, she just keeps know, talking about a website. Eight of the right? last 10 years. And the truth <laughs> is, it's like, to make a website, it's pretty straightforward, yeah. right? But it takes a certain amount of, it doesn't take hours, it takes thought. It takes planning. It takes thought. It takes takes writing. My thing is also, it takes thought. It takes planning. It it takes that, sure. But it takes another individual. I don't make make websites. If you have more money than time, then that's the the case. Yes and no, right? So for instance, uh, so here's how her brain works and how my brain will work. She will do like, let's, okay. It's her her thing is like 80-20 rule. It's like the Pareto principle. Let's say that you can build 80% of a house with a hammer, 
she will get 86, yeah. 87% of the house done somehow with that yeah. hammer. And that last 13%, she'll be like, what do I need? I'm like, a fucking staple gun. Let me show you. Right? And she doesn't know. And she's like, I didn't even know a staple gun existed. I was just using this damn hammer. Right? And so she's like, all right, well, can you just do the staples? I don't I don't yes. want to do a staple gun. Yes. That's where she always falls short. Yes. Like, it's like, it's like a, it's like, I don't want to learn this skill. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have the patience for this skill. Can someone else just do this skill for me? Huh. Right? So that's where she falls short. It's not necessarily accountability. It's just that she doesn't have the vision right so in this entire office if you look at the layout of it and you've been in here the one piece that doesn't fit in this puzzle of the office is the one piece she picked and that's the fridge back there right right it's too high it crashes to my board it's not level right it gets clunky it gets in the way that's the tetris piece that she this office fits perfect to my function and the one piece she begged for right it was such a good deal it was was such a good deal and that's the one piece that doesn't fit. And then now she knows. And she sees it. So it's like she doesn't have. But I know it. But it's still a good call long term. So it'd be the same as like if you were playing Tetris and you got a bunch of long ones. Uh, and you're like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to play them. I don't know where they'll go, but I'm going to play them now because I, I know. I, li- literally, I have a fucking elliptical in my living, living room. room. Okay. For the last two years, I've had an elliptical in my living room and it. In my, it's not. It's next to my couch. Looks at my TV, and it's right next to my balcony. I know that that is a shit setup, but it's very uh, effective for what I need it for. The function. Right. I'm all about function. It's very functional, and I know long term, eventually that'll go into a basement. And I'm gonna be so glad that I bought that. Elliptical. Function only falls apart without art to me, though. Right? I feel like if huh. a place doesn't have art, doesn't have design, doesn't have layout. Um, that's kind of where we get in the end, right? We kind of yes. become what we surround ourselves with by design, you know? Design is everything, absolutely. You become the mood. You become an elliptical or a refrigerator? <laughs> I had no fucking idea. So that's the thing, right? Like like even in this office, like I selected whites, woods, uh, me- metallic. Uh, that's pretty much it, right? That's That's what I wanted. I wanted white, I wanted wood, I wanted metallic. And that's why this office feels the way it feels. And it's beautiful. And I literally, I don't have an eye for stuff like this at all. Right. And so what happens is that you get a year of work and the work is great, but it's like, why did you, it's like, why did you hammer these screws? Why don't you just use a screwdriver? Right. It's like, I don't know. I just hammer. I just hammer. I just got to get it done. Right. You just got to get it done. You just got to get it done. Right. And for me, that only becomes a problem at the elite level. Right. That That becomes a problem at, uh, the high 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 level yeah. of, of things for her for, for her yeah i am uh, i thought about this earlier i was thinking oh that's what i was thinking i was like man you know who i'm excited to hear the podcast from uh troy yeah. ryan's brother when he sits down troy's an olympian like he's he does triple jump and he has dedicated his it's going to be the opposite of my podcast he's dedicated Absolutely. a lifetime to one, one thing. very very oh, specific very specific thing. thing and he's so he's one of the best in the world at it versus me i'm like i'm not that great at anything i'm just kind of good at a lot of stuff and that's it and that's my mush i'm right. like gumbo i'm like i don't know the chicken's good the rice is good put it all together and see what it comes out but yeah i'm i'm always yeah. impressed with those people but i look at those people and i'm like that's not me i cannot be yeah. there I, no I think your approach is more of a like if, talk about why i said work to you prove to yourself who you are is because in my head i see something i can't see um multicolor 
right? It's like you're like I'm I'm trying to paint a picture that's like a, a, a HD TV and to tell you the news. But you're just like, just turn on the fucking radio. Just turn it on. Right. Just like, turn it on. Her message is just as effective. Right. But I'm trying to make like scenes like. And so so I think one of the biggest moments her and I had and it was it was ironic um, about this thing that I've been trying to explain to her about how I work, the type of worker I am, is that she got sick on, on time over the summer. Um, and so we were just kind of on the couch and I just I started rewatching Breaking Bad, the show. Mm. And I was just like on the first season, and then she started feeling better and started Mind watching. Mind you, Breaking it. Bad has been over for like ten years. Breaking Bad has been over so mind boggling that it's that old. It's that. Have it's you that watched old. all of Breaking hell? Bad? Yeah. Way? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most amazing. Yeah. T- it started modern TV. What we see as the new TV show, right? Crazy. It's, like I don't. I, and a little bit of background. Like I don't really even watch anything. I'm not that loyal. She to wa- I don't really what watch. She watches, I watch like comedy. She watches Cheers. I watch stand up comedy. Stuff, mm-hmm. Like stand up comedy. I watch documentaries. Stuff that's like easy on my brain, or it's just like yeah, whatever. Like I'm not that committed to it. A committed binger. Yeah. Sure, sure. I, like I'm when not she goes to sleep, I yeah. turn on Narcos. Yeah. Like I want to watch my stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so she watched Breaking Bad start to finish. Yeah. And she was jaw dropped. Oh, yeah. And sure. I was like. Mind you, I had to get sick. Like, right, she had to get to sick watch yeah. before we watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like Breaking Bad to me was a perfect explanation of what I'm trying to do. It's like, you see, you could have put Breaking Bad on black and white paper in a book; it would have been good. But oh. here's the art, right? And it's like that's what you—that's what you and I do really well, and where we click on. And so, like today, when we were doing that project uh, of what we did, there was a good mix. There were moments when you and I were like, "What about this and this and this and this?" And I was like. <laughs> And you're like, what if I do it behind? I was like, just fucking let's just record it, right? Do you guys remember last week when you were talking about the the artwork yes, underneath the, artwork. the fucking podcast? Yeah. And you were like, what about the And I was sitting here and that. I was like, She's shut like, the black fuck and up. White. Just put it in black and white and get it black done. And white. Just get it done. Get it out there. You know what's funny is later on, I was looking at podcasts and people who have done black and white. Gary so many just black and white black tops. And then he just has, and I'm like, I think that's the thing. It's like if you can get the '80s. The only thing is, and this doesn't this doesn't apply to Ryan, but so many people are worried about that whatever 13 percent that they're not doing the eighty six percent, the thirteen percent or the fourteen percent cripples them. Yes, and so they'll never get around to and doing so the dominant stuff. They're so I felt pe- more pressure because you've you've reached a, a higher level already with me. Yes. No, it's still trash. The trash never ends, right? And so I think that's the thing with creating. It's that like when you're creating you still have to make draft one, right? And no matter how good you get, no matter how much money is coming in, as a creator, as an artist, make draft one, no matter what. Make trash one. You know, I have to say, though, I was uh, uh, not impressed. I was surprised by the level of um, calmness he had with it because I looked at the podcast like when it was posted and I was like, oh, it looks okay. I was like, I don't think it looks amazing yet. So, but he was still like, yep, it's going out today. And I was almost kind of proud of him in that moment and so too. That's what, when I talk about like what makes me better, I've gotten that from her, right? I have stalled on projects because it doesn't feel romantically as good as I want it to feel. So I've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Mm. I don't want any of it. Yuck. It's not perfect. It's not. Right, it's like not knowing that, like, dude, real art, Picasso, real artists, like, no matter what you do, volume is the name of the game. Doesn't matter if you're squatting, doesn't matter if you're lifting weight. It's like, what are the numbers? Volume is the name of the game. So, it's like, my goal with the podcast or whatever you and I do, I'm literally, I'm not even thinking, I have no critique of you until we get to 50. Until you and I get to project number 50, 
I will go back and be like, okay, here's my critiques, right? It's like, I just let's try 50 times. What is 50? A year? I don't know. Something once a piece, a piece once a week of something or something, right? I have no real overhauling critique until I get to like 50 pieces. And I feel like people get the product number one and they overwhelm themselves with mm -hmm. responsibility, right? So last time we recorded for people who are listening last time we recorded against a wall with a picture today we're recording on my table and i don't know it's not perfect and we're using the combination of ring light and this light, right? it's <laughs> it's kind of whatever right it's yeah. kind of whatever but it's like are you are you so uh, as a creator and as a producer are you so romanticized over your love and how you want it to be that you rather not give the consumer what they want what they're craving for people are dying around the world people are dying for me to do this so it's selfish of me to be like oh well oh, but the, the wave doesn't look like how i want and the one and the color and this isn't this no i don't want that blue can you give me the b692 blue, blue, blue? Right? it's like i get into that i get into that so heavily that i forget you just get one first impression and i get I, that uh, yes you know? yes but you yes yes and no yes and no you get one impression one first impression but no one gives a fuck no one is looking back at gary v's first yeah. vlog and being like wow this is really bad no one gives a shit he's been he's crushing it literally no one cares if it looks bad um can we talk about drake's first mixtape like does anybody remember does anyone what's his a name shit that baby you my everything you all i ever want that was drake <laughs> how soon we forget right you just keep going right real degrake real real degrake real drake was degrassi when he was in that the wheelchair was real drake yeah, like who right? cares just and go. you just gotta go and people forget so and his quickly. music videos now oh my goodness <gasps> what was that phenomenal. music right. what was that music good. video with the one the oprah music video with the little yachty oh my yeah, it was god so good. that's another thing i don't do i don't watch music videos because i'm just like ah, oh, whatever they're all the same girls in bikinis dancing who cares but now i'm like oh my gosh beyonce's Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's movies. It's art. Right. right. Yeah. It's movies. It's art. But that's the thing. If you if you were just waiting to put out a masterpiece for number one, you're never gonna get to it. It's lazy. You're never gonna get to if it. If you're trying you're to put out a masterpiece yourself. for you're number one, you're never gonna get to it. Because the truth is, it's like uh, what you can do. It's like I think what a masterpiece is that I've matured to find out. This isn't natural to me. Is that you make fifty versions first, a hundred, two hundred, and then you go back and you say. What did people respond to the best? What did I? What was the highlight of those fifty versions? Now, how can I put that in the a greatest hits? You, you know? need experience. You need experience. You need to just try shit. Put it out there. What's a dud? What's not? Yeah. That we had. I feel a like shot. Victor's like, shut up, you we, guys. No, I'm taking it. We, all had a, we had a we had a shot earlier. This is your intervention, Victor. <laughs> we had we did this. We were doing some B-roll earlier, and we did this one shot, right? I don't know if Victor ever did this before, right? I opened the my laptop. I opened it up like this and then he took the camera and the camera was on the side. And then as I opened it, the camera like tilted right side up with it and it was butter. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and we both were like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like we both, we both were like, nigga do that shit again. <laughs> what was that? We both, like we both looked at each other like he just moonwalked or something. <laughs> And he did. It was like he dunked the basketball and didn't know he can dunk. We were like, "Whoa, dude!" It was amazing, right? And I feel like for me, let's say we do that shot, we'll play it back, and we'll do that shot again, 
many times in the future. And we'll go back in three years and look at that first one and be like, oh, that shit's it was, it it's cringy. It <laughs> right? sucked. It wasn't stable. Remember was... that video that I showed you of uh, for Justin with Which the fixed one? text? Oh, the first, yeah. As soon as you I, were, like, as soon as I produced that, I'm like, I could have done so much better. <laughs> and so that's the thing, right? And that's what I was saying. I made this video earlier about work. Work to me is parallel to digging yourself out, right? I feel like everyone starts in a hole that's 10 feet. And if you are in this hole that's 10 feet deep, and if you're looking up and you haven't tried to actually climb out, you're just saying, oh, well, this is the technique I think I need to use. And this is that and blah, blah, blah. Everything that you can say, everything that you can speculate without effort, without work, it's grounded in fucking delusion, right? You know nothing. Everything you think you are, everything you think you can be, everything you think you can achieve, until you try 100%, you know nothing. You're speaking from a place of delusion. Shut up and just start climbing. That's what work is to me, right? Work is just, I'm 10 feet in the hole. Do I burrow out the other way? Do I climb up with my neck? I don't know. Just get to it. Get out the hole. I literally said to him i think yesterday or something or day before yesterday i'm like people don't have enough experience off-roading that's what it is that's what it that's is that's what it is and you never to get me, experience if you don't try you don't you don't have if you if you don't have experience off-roading you're never going to be good at off-roading and if you're just on the road driving on the program you don't fucking get have any experience under your belt get out never. there mm-hmm. just get out there never yeah which is the kind of strange trap with people who always talk about oh, you know i want to do a startup i'm gonna own my own business one day the longer you say that, yes. the the more experience you're losing. Yes. Get out there and lose. Just get start out there something. and film. Dude, this video we did to we recorded today, fuck it. Let's let it get twenty views and say, fuck, that shit sucked. All right, let's do it with something else. Get like let's say there's a the universe has a math to it. Let's say that the universe, God has said, I will give you greatness at number eight hundred and twenty. Right? You I don't I don't yeah. know, right? Yeah. It's it's almost it's written in like the way like the alchemist talks about it, right? Like what, is it, what do they say in alchemist is that when you really want something to happen, all of the universe conspires in helping you achieve it, right? It's like, and that's true because bad people achieve things, right? They achieve it with no issue, with enough effort. So I feel like for me, it's like, okay, my mind, my brain, it's a very powerful tool. My brain is capable of uh, solving complex problems, solving complex issues uh, of being scared and having foresight. As smart as my brain is, it is incapable of creating a true vision. My brain is very frontal lobe, logical base. So I'll give it to my brain. It's a body part. My brain thinks like my brain. My hand acts like my hand. My foot views the world through the view of a foot. So my brain, my brain has never done a day of work in its fucking life. My brain has never... My brain doesn't know what muscle is. My brain just knows, oh, that's scary. Oh, that's good, right? And people are sitting here trying to think their way to the top, right? Yes. And I've been a victim of that, that, right? The brain knows nothing. And the fact, in fact, the brain is so tricky. The brain is so smart that it's tricking you into saying, hey, I'm the smartest thing, so you should listen to me. Yeah, and then it it gives you anxiety, and it's like, no, you can't do that. And it does nothing. Even if there's a part of you that's like, oh, maybe I should try this thing. It's like, oh, you can't fall off. Uh, 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 uh." Dude, like my body... My, my bones, my hands, my work has been my savior in this world. My brain has said ridiculous things and gotten me in the bad deals. My brain, you know what my brain did the other week? My brain, cocky and fat, 
They got on the internet and be like, hey, all my clients, all 50 of you, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start from scratch. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. My brain talked all this shit, cashed all these checks. And guess who had to do the work? Me, bone, blood, and sweat. My brain talked the shit, and I had to do all the work. I had to show up and put up my body, my labor, my grit. Dude, I keep saying these things. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this show. I'm going to compete. Blah, blah, blah. My brain talks shit. And then when it gets hard, where was that piece of shit brain who was so confident in what you were going to do? All right. Who, where was your remember when your brain was like, I'm going to get this equipment and blah, 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 blah. And now when you're here struggling and you can't get a shot, where's that little smart piece of shit at? It scampers. It See, runs. That's why I think the worst. Mm. And this is my I don't want to say pet peeve, but this is my least favorite type of person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the person that knows everything, everything but, but knows know nothing. nothing nothing you know everything, everything in theory everything but you about don't everything do anything yeah. you know how to what how Isn't you have the, the, the what, dunning-kruger effect no i have no, no. idea dunning-kruger is experience learning curve effect. oh yeah that right. okay, okay. This, I, I, my thing is like someone this is who a talk, shut the fuck up effect. shut up right shut up this is the person who knows all the everything so everything it, about here's everything. my example if smarting if being smart or thinking were true donald trump would not be president he did it with no intelligence right the fact is that all these people with high iq and all these geniuses they have all these brains and projections and all these ideas and they sound so smart but the people who are the fucking running the world the billionaires they have power the people who have the leadership who have the people are dummies right it's like Smart people are doing this. They are going to school their whole life. Then they go to college and they get a PhD and then they run right back into the university and then they work in the university again. And then they somehow in their academia, nothing against academics, they shout to the world. This is the most audacious thing I think I've ever went through is that these people who went to school, got a PhD, went back to school, was like, hey, I'm going to open up a business school. I've never ran a successful business in my life, but I'm going to start a business. That was the thing that killed me about business school. I would see, like, that's how much of an entrepreneur I always was. I was yeah. like, like, and who the fuck are you? It wasn't as practical. You're, it can't be. a Dude, a, a business. The classes that I love are the ones that have thought-provoking discussions. With, Absolutely. That's yeah. what an MBA is. Yeah. That is the only benefit to an MBA. I think any information you'll get from an MBA. So I will say this. There is... There is a large amount of foundational edu education in an MBA only because it's like, hey, here's what we know what is proven to work, but we've known this for the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. Everything a business is teaching you is about 10 to 15 years late, right? Yeah. No, education is slow. For them to put, so what I'm doing today, right now at this moment, they can't put this shit in a book for another 15 years, right? A dumb, dumb like me. A dodo like me making six figures, right? I'm dumb. And a fucking dude with a PhD who's a genius is trying to write a book on how to make money. And it's like, you doink? Like, it's like, it's not, it's not that hard, right? It's effort. It's work. So I, I feel like mm. if being smart and if having education and IQ, and I'm saying this as an educated person with two master's degrees, right? Because I almost fell for it. If being educated was really the thing, the world would be ran by smart people. But we know that is not the case. In fact, all these people who are in tech are like, I'm dropping out, right? They're dropping out left and right. I, I really, in, in my heart of hearts, believe that 
there's a place for education. There's a plate for smartness. But if you know everything and you're speaking from something you read and you're speaking from theory, you know nothing, right? Everything I say when you when we did that video earlier, and you're like, dude, you're just such a natural, right? Dude, when I was looking at that camera directly, not giving a fuck and speaking it, I was speaking on the two days of hurt that I had. Couldn't saw the past few. How was I the not past great. few? I was not great. Mm. I really went through it. I was really sad. I was really low. I sat like a man and talked to the camera and talked to the people about an experience that I really had. I didn't learn that from Nietzsche or some fucking philosophy you, book. Yeah, it was I lived direct experience from the right, heart. That right. was my pain. That was my for real, for real, yeah. right? And the only reason why my philosophy is running off, dude, I know people with fucking philosophy degrees. They get psychology I degrees. I, I think shit. there's that. There's the, educa- there's the uber-educated people. Um, that are like, look, Kanye said it best. Look at my degrees. I think there's those. But then there's people that just, because of, I don't know, because they're on Instagram too much or they're they're Googling shit too much. They just know everything about starting a business and creating a logo and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Oh, if you want to make money, you got to do this. Oh, that. And I'm like, okay, but like, and my gripe what are you is doing? How? Where? Then? What are you doing? Like, if you know so much about it, why aren't you just doing it then? Yeah, it's like, you know all it. the rules. Like, you're going to tell me a course about off-roading and I'm just out of here in a fucking Toyota Land Cruiser <laughs> every it. day. And like, literally when it comes to, When it comes to kind of full circle, when it comes to Canute, that's why I have so much respect for her. And it's the same relationship that I have with you. Victor, you have the people you meet for your podcast, the people you have in your life. You have a lot of smart, educated people around you who know a lot of stuff. Of all of the friends you've ever met, I am the only one you've ever met that's like, let me show you how to do this shit for real. Come on, right? Everyone has talked shit about what this is and blah, blah, blah. Everyone talks so much about what it is. I'm just like, come once a week, get in the trench with your boy and let's fucking shoot our guns. (laughs) 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 And we'll just shoot every week until we win the war. Right. So I think that's the other thing too. Like it is a... Uh, this is going back to something you said a little while ago. Like, it's a numbers game. Like, statistically speaking, who gives a shit if there's a wave in the background, if there's cherry blossoms, whatever. Eventually, if you put out enough, one of them is going to be an outlier, even if it's just that one. And then that's going to grab people's attention. And then all of a sudden, you're somebody, right? All of a sudden, you've attracted something or all of a sudden, like, it's just numbers. It's You're playing a numbers game. And if you let attention to uber detail uh, get in your way sh- shoot you in the foot and cripple you every single time you'll never play the numbers never game play at all game. you'll never even yeah. get to number one and i think what is, well, how sad is that i think it's parallel to even on a deeper level it's parallel to everything you see in biology everything you see in physiology it's meta it's like earth was just like uh come on just you hydrogen whatever i don't know what kind of fucking planet i'll be just come on just come congregate we'll figure it out i don't know i'm a water point oh, okay fuck i guess i'm a water point i don't fucking know like Earth didn't think it. Earth didn't overthink it. It just was like, I just need as much volume of fucking atoms as possible. Mm. I don't, right? Jupiter fucking, what the fuck is Jupiter? Gas planet or some shit? It's a weird fucking planet, right? Not much is going on there, but it just made it happen. And it's like the universe itself. It's a numbers game, right? If you want to be a star, get them numbers. Get them hydrogens down. Like, you want to be a fucking water planet? Get them numbers. Like, the gravity. Who's got the biggest pull? 
right? Who's got numbers? Who's got volume? We are created of that star stuff. We are created of that universe stuff. The rules for the fucking atomic world is the rules for the biology. We got a virus fucking us up right now, right? Mm -hmm. Fucking us up, right? Our cells don't even know what to do, right? Like we basically attack ourselves and kill ourselves. The virus comes in, we don't kill it, and we start coughing and shit, right? We kill our we kill ourselves with these immunity diseases. It's the same thing on that level. And I always talk about business. I say if you go to the woods, if you go to Yosemite, if you go in there and you listen quietly and you just look over, you're like, where if you shout to God, you're like, where is the economy out here? Where is business out here? It's it's there's no economy in the woods. There's no not like business itself, I think to me is that primal thing right if you pay attention to what we are cosmically if you pay attention to what we are as humans biology that's business it's a social science right it's how am i connecting with people it's a simple simple things right it's like how can i put out content that makes a bond with people the same way that if i want to be a stable chemical structure how do I make peace, right? How does carbon and carbon make peace with each other, right? How do these things make? And it's like the same rules that apply on the most basic atomic level are the same rules that apply to human level. Obviously, that's way deeper than I <laughs> wanted it to be. <laughs> but I think the truth of reality is, is that it's not that deep. Yeah, It's not that deep, right? It is, but it's not at the same cool. time, yeah. right? I understand it and I live it. In fact, it's a complex genetic code i have that's how deep i understand it in every living cell that i have it's wild it's written in me and it's been perfected for for many years so crazy thing that was one topic that what was that what topic that was, was that work until you prove yourself to who you think you are <laughs> what's an appropriate length for a how's this work what introduce me to the podcast world what's a how long till people are just like all right i gotta turn this shit off like people i gotta get back watch, to work people watching in parts this is ridiculous though yeah um yeah, um, work until you prove yourself you are. I wrote this one, how you react and how you feel. Hmm. I feel like I told you to write something down the other day. I was on the couch and I was like, write that down. <laughs> Different types of work, professionalism versus couch task. <laughs> I feel like that's one of your notes. Like American Dream 1.0, American Dream 2.0. <sighs> that's a big one, but... That's a big one. That's you a big one. You can't just swing into you it. You can't just be like American Dream 1.0. Yeah, that's a big one. And it's. Is it, it, is, are you, is that generational? Or is that what you're talking about? I think it is kind of generational, but. I think it's cashing in on the opportunity that we have right now. Too. I think, like, okay, American Dream. Uh, what was the first? Do you want to start? No, go ahead. American, uh, what me, was the American Dream defined as post World War II? I think, technically speaking, this is American Dream. 3.0 right because american dream 1.0 is like people like my family who are like we're just gonna come over here and we're gonna hope to figure it out and we're just gonna try to put food on the table and shelter and you know what's crazy huh? some people's family came here on the mayflower crazy that's 1.0 crazy yeah. crazy and and we're just gonna maybe hope to get our kids educated right that's like goal number one and it's like if they've done that that they kind of have hit the american dream and that's why especially you two both come from asian countries asian countries i have no idea why are they so big on education? Gonna, yeah. Why are they so big on in Asian uh, immigrants? Uh, all of Asia, the continent, I should make myself clear. They're very big on, we're going to take this risk once, but I need you to come here and I need you to bet on doctor. 
I need to bet on engineer. Like, I think it's because why they, is it's, that? Yeah, I think it's because it's the most stable. I think they come from unstable places, and it's the most stable thing they've heard. So, of. Be, so being from the Caribbean, they took the gamble, and they were like, huh, "Be whatever you want. Be a plumber. I don't give a shit." Right, and that's widely regarded amongst most Caribbean families. Really? Right? It's be it's it's a do they do they generally think long term though? Or are they just in the moment? Have you ever seen a carnival? <laughs> there you go. You've seen carnivals. And, I don't know. Dude, you should see the confidence on some of these Caribbean. Not even some. I love all it, of yeah. them. Man, they just wear those costumes in the street. Not good looking at all, right? The guys and everything. But they just, oh, they don't care. But anyways, that's where I come from. So I think I think that's uh, American Dream 1.0. Just yeah. making Doing it. Just that. making it and surviving it. And then right. American Dream 2.0 is probably I think where is... we've just started. Because we were Actually, talking no. about... No, I, now that I think of it, I do think we're 3.0, right? I think 2.0 is like get educated, become a doctor, blah, blah, blah uh, become yeah. successful and work really hard, think, become successful. And then I think this new thing that we're literally just uh, right. now starting to like take off the tin for the sardine fort, can. Yeah. Where we're like, hey, 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 guys, there's, whoa, something, whoa, whoa, new, there's something new. Where it's like, okay, we've yeah. worked hard, we've become successful. Now, what are what is the life balance yeah. we want? Do we want to spend mm, more time with our children? Do we chase success? But also, do we... Right. Take vacations with our family, have dinners with our like I'm really big on breaking bread together. Like yeah. I'm and very big bread together. <laughs> I'm very big on have sit sit down Don't and have to meals together. You feel me? <laughs> Sorry. Sit you're, down. you're having good sound bites and I'm ruined. I know, them. you really fucking are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like um uh yeah, breaking bread together. It's like if you have the luxury to sit down for a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner as a family, how, what, how'd you pull that off? Like, what's your schedule that you're pulling that off? I think that is when you start to get into American Dream 3.0 where it's like, okay, I've gotten educated. I did, I worked hard. I put in the hours. I am successful. My kids are doing this. Now, what do I actually want with this newfound luxury? I think it is a slap in the face. If you come here, I think it's a slap in the face to your families who did take the knee for you, who did take that very difficult life of American Dream 1.0 and just work themselves to death. If you just come here and say, yeah, I'm just going to do the same thing and I'm just going to work, I don't know, 80 hours a week. Yeah. It's like, I took the sacrifice for you. you Even though that's what they to. want for you. Sometimes, that, you know, that's what they want for you. Yeah. That's what I was that's getting. That's, the, too. that's the point that I was saying specifically with people up from Asian countries, yeah. India, Pakistan, Because yeah. that's what China, they've known to be stable. Right, Miramar. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, and so we we were watching actually um, this, the, on Netflix, it's, it's pieces of it. This documentary, docu series, I should call it, called Pandemic, um, and they were just showing basically H one N one a story about it. And it, un- ironically, this has dropped before this whole coronavirus thing. Um, yeah, it's and trending right now. Yeah. Trending right now. So I watched it. Right. Um, so there was this doctor in India, um, and India is a lot like our home countries. Like you look at the streets, the streets aren't Slums. complete. It's yeah, it's just, it's got that look to it. Even if you have a nice house and nice car. It's like, yeah, it's like it's on dirt still, yeah, right? right? It's yeah. got that look Same to in it. Myanmar, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. got that look to it. So it's like, at least this doctor has like a nice, got glass on his front door, right? At least the doctor has and a nice And it's car. a respectable profession yeah. in the sense that, oh, this guy's doing so something for our community. So within that society from where they left, right, it makes a lot of sense from where they left. Mm-hmm. It's like where I come from, the doctor is right. held in the highest regard. So they right. come here. And they see that the doctor is still a person, a, a relative success. Right. I have, um, I have a, my, my brother has a friend. He's like a family friend. Um, and he's a doctor. And my brother told him, he was like, 
uh, yeah, something, something, something. Like Ryan's going to make, Ryan makes this much money. And he's a doctor. And he was like, he was like almost offended that like, cause in his mind, he did what he was supposed to do. He did what his Asian mother told him to do. You go, you be a doctor and you make us proud. And dude, yeah. I meet doctors, medical doctors. I'm impressed. I think they're some of the most impressive people. You do something right. like... I, Especially if they did it for that trade yeah. and not for the money. Yeah, it's impressive, right? But I also think it's a real slap in the face to go to school for all those years and go to the rigor of yeah. medical school and the stress and everything and then have some guy who talks to a microphone for four hours run circles around you, right? Like it's financially, I think that's a hard thing to digest. So I think that's kind of the split point between American 2.0, you were saying, and 3.0. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like this American 1.0 is our... So interestingly, that same dinner... Sacrificial where, lambs in a way. Yeah, interest, interestingly, that same dinner with the 20 women, I was sitting across mm. from this woman that I, I absolutely... I, I, I had met her, I guess, once before, but we didn't remember each other that much. Mm. But I was just attracted to her and vice versa. Like, <laughs> what's funny is she laughed at one of my jokes and I was like, hmm, how do I make her my client? I like her. <laughs> um, and she was just... she. I, for, I think she's, she's an OB uh, gynae. Yeah. And she was just great like she was just great she was mid 40s i want to say and she's got two kids they're starting to now go to college high school that age and she's she just kept talking about like you know she's just like ah, my schedule's changing now i'm i've changed uh, hospitals i've changed positions and you know i just i want more time i feel like i, I she's like i just feel like i worked all these years and it's like my, i sacrificed my kid i didn't see my kids much and now it's like i i get to finally Spend time with my kids, get to know them, make sure they're okay in college and take a little bit of a backseat and take a look. Imagine that now she's doing 3.0. Now she, and I'm sure she has some guilt with it because like her Pakistani Indian brain is like work 80 hours, be a doctor and to keep working 80 hours. She's now finally at mid 40s being like, or late 40s saying like, who knows, maybe early 50s. I'm not sure. Being like, okay, maybe I can take a little bit of a backseat now and enjoy the luxuries of what mm -hmm. I've created um, and I think that's 3.0. So I think 3.0, yeah. you can get it, but we I have, think there's also a the, mental the luxury block. luxury to, yes. to chase our passion. Yeah, you I know, hate like... the fucking word passion. God, I that's what I told you to write down the other day. <laughs> oh my God, I hate that And I think I word. didn't write it down. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of negative. Go no, ahead. okay, here's what it is. People are always like, oh, you're so lucky. You get to work your passion, blah, blah, blah. You get to work your passion. Can I tell you some shit? When I started working out, I don't know, uh, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever the math is, Yes, I was passionate about lifting those weights and I was like, wouldn't it be cool to have a career in that? And it is cool. And it was my passion. Yeah. However, I put in a lot of hours. I work, dude. I work. I When I'm waking up at four, that's not passion. That's you got to <laughs> fucking go to work. Okay. It's just as much go to work. And sure, you're doing it in something yeah. you enjoy, but it's mm -hmm. fucking work. Enough with this passion shit. You never work a day in your life. You work a lot. Okay. You, you still work a lot. said something the other day where you said passion gets you in the door. Oh my God, that's what I told you to write down. You didn't uh, write it down because that's what you do. Go, come on. <laughs> yeah, I said passion <laughs> is ba passion is literally the prerequisite. It's like the one, it's like the film, right? It's like you walk in through these curtains. It's like bath curtains, so thin. It's mm. just passion. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm kind of passionate about this thing. And you come in and then it's just like, you know, it's Narnia. It's Narnia. Yeah. And it's just so deep and there's so many ways you can go, but it is still hours and hours of work. The passion that people are talking about, it's just the fucking curtain. It's just the curtain. So how do you keep up with that? How do you sustain that 4 a.m. morning? I mean, I don't right now because we're quarantined. Hey, <laughs> right? but um, uh, 
I don't. I, you find I don't, a new passion. You find. You have to. With, I don't think you, you find a new passion. I like saying cultivated, but I don't. Do you? You don't relate it to that. I don't think you find a new passion. For me, I get again. I think it's a different. Uh, I think I have a different response than most people because, again, entrepreneurship is my hobby. So it's yeah. like in it, I kind of find some so ways to feel satisfied. Her, pa- her passion, though, is the cap. Her passion is capitalism. The making the dollar. Yeah. Right. And it's not to sound like she only cares about money, I think. But I think her passion literally is just like she likes math. Right. She originally went to school for accounting. Right. So her passion is like, how lean can I get this business? How uh, efficient can I get this business right so it's like she works and does the hours but it, the pa- the new passion is like oh can I can I yeah. break a record this month mm-hmm. and projects can I, can I save can I finding do finding mini I projects within your finding project. mini passions mm. within the original passion that's, that got you in the yeah. door, that's right? how you cultivate it that's why you're here <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's why you're here yeah that's a yeah. good one that was a really yeah. good one that. yeah yeah passion gets you in the door that's your but it's still a lot of work boy it's still, still a lot, lot of work, work. But I think that's the thing, though. I think the work is. I think it's such a little and I think people don't know. It's such a little part of your work, though. The passion is literally like it's flimsy. You can like see through it. Yeah. It's so passion thin. is very lust like so thin. It's yeah. very lust like. Right. It's like passion is a thing like passion is like keep stoking the fire. Right. It's like yeah. passion is a thing. It's like you meet you meet you see the person. And it's like when people say like, oh, it was love at first sight and stuff like that. Passion is that stuff. Passion is like, the, oh man, she looked this and the way she walked in and I smell like that's passion, right? Passion is just enough to get you to sign your name on the contract. And then passion is like, give me your wrist. You're like, huh? And then it's like, clunk, clunk. And it's like, oh, and it's like, I thought we were passionate. It's like, get the work, right? And it's like, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's good shit. Get to work and it's stop like, eating all that work. fucking pita right. in. Passion ah, is. That's what it is. Passion. Eat this sandwich. And Come so on. and so now you're at this. Weird, <laughs> so I think passion does this weird thing where it like puts you in these handcuffs where it's like it's literally we talked about it. it's like Narnia or Alice in Wonderland. It's like you've now fell into the rabbit hole of passion. Right. There's two. There's two things you can do. Stay here at the gate and be cynical yeah. and negative your whole life, or run as fast as you can until you find the next high again and see that's this the problem with the current generation is not having the foresight of delayed gratification so when they lose that that sense of passion they're like well i'm done with this then people don't know what heroin feels like they're too busy smoking weed or having a drink right and i'm lucky that i come from the generation i'm just on that borderline right i i'm mature enough like my niece she's 12 now Uh, And she's on Instagram and she's changed the way that I want to use content now. Like her, she watches all my stories. She watches all my stuff. Her uncle, who is 19 years older than her, when I was 19 when she was born, is an influencer. I have, right? My parents didn't have my dream job Mm. when I was growing up. I have Mm. the dream job of my nieces and nephews, yeah. right? So it's like- That's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like a TV star to them. Right, right, right I have right, friends right. who have kids and they're like, oh, my daughter, blah, blah, But it's blah. funny because you're the anti-influencer of influencers. So you, you're going to properly teach her that that's not the fucking, Dude, that's not important. And you know? so that's like, the thing. It's inspired me now to put out more quality. Right. right? It's inspired right, me now right. to yeah. like, right? Like my nephew did, um, he's 14 or, or turning or 15, I think now. And he did a project on uh, like, job shadow or something like that and he did the project on me oh what? man yeah and oh he did that's the project awesome. on me and I, like i was trying to explain when him. was this of uh, i was in bolenbrook okay right um and so he did the project and i was actually my house the project and blah 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 and stuff like that and then he the way he explained it was so 
like a kid, the kid reading the port. He was like, "Oh, uh, you have this many uh, employees, and you have to pay payroll tax, and you bubble." And like the, <laughs> the way he did the project, it was so like he's like, and then uh, you do your marketing on YouTube, and you have ten thousand followers, and you bubble. And it was like he made it sound like a kid doing a report, but dude, like to them, I. I have their dream job. I'm doing it. And when they got on Instagram, like my brother let them all on Instagram in like a month span. I, it was in August. Yeah. Of and they 2019. Just all, like, and they just all got on Instagram. And I was like, oh, right. And so one, I had to think about my internet history. What have I been doing on the internet yeah. for the past 10 years? Fortunately for me, whew, I have, dude, you can Google my name. My internet history is great. I have some of the best content out there. I maybe use some curse words, right? Some Fs and stuff like that. But come on, they're on the internet. They hear all the stuff I say. They just Mm -hmm. have to hear their uncle say things in a a different vein. And so now, dude, they've inspired me to Mm -hmm. be like, they watch my stories. They watch my stuff. Let me make sure that, like, she started some page, whatever summer started. She started some page. Good for them. Right? And it's like you do 90s stuff. And it's like they're creating content now. Right. It's like they're not just they started off rough. They're just yeah. like little sis. Right. They start off. Rough, and now they're like, they're, I see them. They're making captions. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that caption took 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. I can't I create content. I know when a caption takes an hour. I know when a caption takes 10 minutes. Right. And it's like, oh, they're they're learning. They're seeing what I'm doing. They're liking my And I'm just like, OK, they may grow to be not an influencer i'm sure that their dream job probably doesn't even exist yet oh oh isn't that interesting right right this didn't exist when we were kids this didn't exist when they were kids interesting right so i'm at this weird point right now where with my work i have it started off as my family of my age like my mom doesn't believe that i have a job in her head (laughs) right she just like I'll be doing videos for clients and stuff. What does my mom do when I do videos? She just she talks in the background. Talks in she the just background, talks in the background. Right? And I feel like she does it on purpose too. <laughs> right. She just can't and I leveled with her too. Like on this last uh Christmas, my mom has given me everything that I've ever wanted. Not in a spoiled brat way, but she has sacrificed everything as a single mother to give it to her. And I just kinda in a one way wanted to let her know, like, don't worry. Like my brother does very well with his job. Um, I showed her like my PayPal end of year. I was like, mom, look, like we'll be fine. Canoe's fine. I'm like, you'll be taken care of basically. Right. And she, she still didn't believe it. Like she, what? it was like, like, it's like, it's like she believes it. She sees it, but she still was just like, it's not a real job. I have it's, to say though, uh, part of it also is like, we also don't have anything showy right mm. neither one of us have anything showy we didn't go yeah. out and go buy a big mansion or anything like that. we were literally just like uh and i never will do, no. you, do you but do you think owning a house soon will do that for you guys what no. i think that's the only thing that for someone like your mother or someone like my mom like my parents it's like where they are of that generation that's where what they buying hold in high a, exactly value. buying a home value, makes yeah. you successful right. so i think the fact maybe maybe that'll do it but i also think that um he and i are not going down the normal path of buy a home and then that's it like i think we're gonna yeah probably make some decisions first I, that won't make sense to them that won't make sense to them right yeah. because like what what we're doing right now is that we have this office with one room we have a one bedroom condo like we like he got this office and god bless your mom and she was like you sure you can't do that at the house like what are you spending that money for and it's yeah. like <sighs> Yeah, like when he was like, I'm looking for an office. When I got this office, I literally got triple the money back. Yeah. And like I did more work in yeah. six yeah. months yeah. 
than I did the wow. last six months. 100%. In one month 100%. It's like when he was looking for the office, I was very pro the idea, but I was also pro the idea, but I crunched the numbers and I was like, oh, we'll see. However, proof is in the numbers, right? Yeah. What do the numbers show? Numbers. Yeah. If the numbers show that you got this office, you paid X amount, and now you've tripled. Who cares? Fuck yeah. the office. Go spend that. Go spend the money on the office. Literally, the other day he showed, showed me him that office. He upstairs. showed me another office yeah. in this room. I just room. showed Victor too. Oh my god! And I was like, in my head, I was like, how do we get this office? I'm like, because if this office costs this much and it made you this much, then I'm like, what can that office do for you? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you eventually graduate to that like level, imagine if we had a permanent setup just there. Like, I'm so pro making the operation better for your oper- for your personal business operation that I'm like, yeah, fuck it. If it if it is what it is, if the numbers are what it is, like yes, invest in yourself. That's yeah. one thing I have to say. I've never, I've never, excuse my language, I've never shit on Ryan about. Like I've never made him feel bad for making any business decisions that he thought were right. I was like, if you think this is even right, when you go lose. for it. Even when I go lose. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Even when I lose. Right. But I generally bet pretty good. Right. And so anyways, like, like I showed Canute upstairs. Right. So uh, in my office building, there's three floors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, my office that I'm currently in right now, it's a suite and I have two other suite mates um the total suite size is probably i don't know a thousand uh, 1500 square feet and we share the office we share the, we share the main space and stuff like that there's a suite upstairs that's 930 square feet by myself and i've been looking at it and i showed canoe kind of secretly and i was like hey look at this look at the window there look at the blah blah, blah. she was like oh right and then i showed you did right? you show him both of them both of them, both of them. which one did he like it doesn't matter. I just showed them. Okay. Right. And so that kind of ties back to what I was saying about manifesting. So it's kind of like I was explaining about my relationship with Canute earlier. But the reason why I showed you and the reason why I showed you is because it's like I know that I could triple my cost of what I'm paying here, maybe. Right. But I'm telling you all because it's like, hey, you are very important and very integral to this operation. And I'm willing to invest more into this thing and risk more. What do you think? Right. And it's like it's a softball pitch for me. I'm like, you got my back. What do you think? So it's back to that thing I was saying about Canute. Right. It's like. If I make you a leg of my operation, I'm giving you. I'm giving you a lifeline to me. Right. You can at any moment. Right. The more I invest into you, more I invest into both of you. You can at any moment take it from under me. Right. And it's that riding the wave. It's the submission of trusting a person. It's a submission of saying, I got you. If you got me, I got you. And it's a very difficult thing to do, I think, for a lot of people, right? Because, dude, I've done it, and I've oh, been burned. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? But you can't bring that energy of a burn to the next one. Right? Yeah. Like, I know people who, I know this one girl, Eileen, I went to high school with, and she got in an accident on the highway. And, like, we would go, like, party and go places. She'd be like, no, 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 don't go, don't go on the highway. And we'd be like, oh, my God, this shit, right? We were kids, so we didn't get yeah. it. But she was traumatized, right? And I think when I talked about that last podcast, the comeback and all this stuff, it took me years mm. to be like, yo, come through. I'm going to lace you with some cash. Come through. I'll trust you. You think it looks good? Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, it took me years emotionally to recover the strength back yeah. to give that to somebody. Yeah. And I feel like I'm finally at a place now cool. where I'm like, Hey, you want to try it? So I'm not moving this office anytime soon, but I just been looking because like I'm seeing this and it already feels a little like it's weird. It felt so big just yeah. two months ago. Yeah. Just wow. two. I just I've only had this office March. three months. Yeah, at the oh, end. Wow. Of, yeah. At the end of this mo- month, it'll be three months. God. It'll be and three like, months. It's always so exciting. Like 
whenever you get to another level because you look back on the old level and you're like don't you kind of miss mm. that it was so cute like when we he got the keys to this office what ten, well, a week before january 1st or whatever january. oh actually we were here new year's mm. new year's eve yeah yeah and like oh yeah we were here new year's, new year's eve, new year's eve. We, home. we were here new year's eve probably till like 10 p.m because i remember jewel was closed and i was yeah. like oh we, we were here and we here. literally i and I was very pro pushing him. I'm like, oh, let's go get your equipment that you need and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And let's just start putting furniture together and yada, yada. And he's like, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, dude. And it was just so cold in here because it was yeah. it was cold and it was bummy. And I remember that, degrees, that first week or two before this table came in, I was just sitting on the floor doing work, work on the bench like with my laptop. And it was just shitty but good shitty mm. and it's always like yeah. eventually this will be good sh like shitty too yeah. but it's so good shitty like it's this nice. is my favorite stuff growth is good. i didn't but i think the thing was I, I didn't expect um so it's like in my head i thought and i and that's like i thought like okay i'll be in this space for two years and about two years i'll i'll think about whether i get a house where maybe i convert my basement to a space and blah 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 and i thought all these things and within three months of being here yeah. And within those three months, I've hired on some new people. And just within two months, the growth of the company has been so rapid. And it's only been rapid because I have completely opened my heart and trust the people. I've completely opened my heart financially to people to trust them. And dude, the momentum of the wave is exponential when you have that, when you, when, when like you can't ride the wave tight. Right, what you gotta get on that board and you gotta like submit to it mm. fully, a hundred percent. Right, if you even if you miss if you mistrust that wave a little bit, you're gonna crash. You gotta say you have the power wave, you have the power wind, like an airplane, and it's like yeah. you have to fully submit. That to was the me in snowboarding. <laughs> really? Yeah, you think too much about it, you're gonna bust. You're your You're done. Yeah, this it's like. <laughs> The hill is the power. Yeah. The snow is yeah, the power. Yeah. Like when you turn, you have to go slow. It's like a yeah. lot of intuition with it. Yeah. A lot of trust, intuition. Yeah. And you have to realize that if you try to brood it too much, you it'll, it'll punch back. It'll punch <laughs> back hard. It'll punch back hard. Right. Yeah. And you go, all right. So I feel like the wave analogy to me is just yeah. one that sounds it's the sexiest. I don't, I don't fly, fly a smooth airplane or something like that. But, but anyways, I, I, I feel like, um, I can't believe that I've even had the thought of upgrading this place this so soon. So soon. Right? I'm not going to change anytime soon. So but, soon. But even, like Guzman. I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, but that that's a thing, though. And that's a thought, right? I feel like uh, you're enjoying this work much more than I thought you were. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought I would, too. I'm surprised. And like, even yesterday when he was like, he's trying to be here all day. I was like, all day. I was like, for what? Really? I so, like, wow. So I, I was like, did you ask him or did he, he was like, he brought it up. I was like, all right. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So that's my thing. It's like, I, one thing that's always, always say, and you always hear me say this. I'm like, what's worth your time? What's worth your effort? Right. I, I'm, I tiptoe around abusing people's time. Like my thing is like, I want people to give me the best work they can. So if your best work means I'll give you a big Saturday. Okay. 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 If your best work starts to mean you're like, hey Ryan, I'm getting an itch, man. I want, I want a day and a half. I'm like, okay, well, let's make it worse for a while. Let's, but like, I'm, dude. If you told me seven days a week, I'd figure it out, right? Yeah. I'd figure it out. Shit. I'd figure don't it out. Don't tempt me, man. Dude, I'm not joking. <laughs> don't this is, bruh, don't tempt him. <laughs> don't tempt me. Don't tempt oh him. God. Don't tempt me. And you me. know what's real? I'm in the background, and I'm like, how many days is he willing to work? <laughs> Jesus. Don't fucking tempt me, my G. Dude, I am. 
like, and that's kind of why De Novo went so well because I am like a fucking like I I do business how like my grandma my grandma was like the godfather of my family right I have like I have like thirty five first cousins on my just my mom's side right I have like a hundred family members when we do a brand it's just you see you see it's just like a sea of people every time we go to something she's like who's that who's that and I'm trying to figure it out I'm like that's the uh, uh, Sherry's um. Brothers, um, <laughs> I don't know. He just got here from Guyana, but you know, I've seen him before. No one knows. It's just fa- I have this massive family, all because this one immigrant came in, had eight kids, and brought mm-hmm. and figured out a way to just bring in all these Americans, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's like she would be when something happened in my family, she would right. You'd have to go to grandma first. First, you get in trouble. First, your mom fucking beats you down, and then your dad yells at you and the whole thing. And then it's like, come on, we're going to see your grandma. And my grandma would just be in the kitchen like this. Damn. Right. And then you go in, <laughs> sit in like this. Such an intimate kitchen, too. Right. And she knew that she raised her kids well enough that they already disciplined you down enough. So she didn't need to do any more damage. Right. She didn't need to do any more yelling. She just brought you in, and the kitchen was small. The South Side Kitchen on 79th and Kenwood, and just on oh, South shit. Shore. Small, small kitchen. It feels like maybe, oh, it's, how big would you say the so kitchen is? So tiny. Probably. God. Six feet wide by eight feet long, yeah. right? Plus a big ass table in the middle. It just yeah. right. It's very cramped. Like it's if there's three people in it, there's it's, it's cramped. cramped. We're like right. close. And then you sit down. She's sitting at the head of the table, and it's just only three people can sit at this table. And then she would just sit and look at you and be like, and smile. And then she would say something like, "I hear, I hear you take your beating good, right?" She'd say <laughs> something like that. That's how she was. I hear you take your beating good and laugh, and she would laugh, and she would lighten it up, and she and she would get and she would be like, "Here's why this is important in our family. We blah blah blah. We don't do that, and you know you don't blah blah blah." And and like she would have these like godfatherist things, right? And then then you know you kiss the ring and go play, and she never scold you or punish you or what, and it was just like, but her opinion kept my family of like a hundred people like it closed the loop yeah dude and yeah. it's like that's how i've operated always with businesses in my life it's like there are times we're disciplined there are times for stuff like that but like the thing is like you got to trust the person like you got to trust people like you got you got to trust people and you got to take care of people right and you got to bring them in fully and i just feel like for me the move here and the move home kind of like jumping on that first podcast has been and i say it as like it's because of the people who are going to go into this next phase with me like Dude, I can do good by myself. I am an all-star by myself. But I'm no better than, you know, Carmelo Anthony on a shit team. I'll never win a ring. I need a Scottie Pippen. Like, what's MJ with no Luke Longley and with, I'm dating myself here, with no Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper, (laughs) right? Scottie, like, what? No Phil Jackson. So it's like, Mm. yeah, people don't understand the power of having a team athletically, and I feel like that's why I try so hard with my athletes who I coach. Um, I, I know the importance of somebody really being in your corner because I've had it familiarly. I've had it athletically. I've had it professionally. Um, and it's taken me far, man. You know what's crazy? I, he um, This is technically like the first time we've dabbled in anything together and this is this is his project Mm. totally but we've had two totally separate businesses always and he still does and that's why i was like even today i was like knut just remember to respect his podcast it's his podcast Mm. don't go fucking try to be the all-star like shut up when you need to shut up you were the all-star today 
Yeah, you're the guest. That's the point. You're the guest. I told him the same thing. I'm like, this is your show. I don't yeah. have to be in it either, you know? Yeah. I, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, because, like, mean. the thing is, like, it, it's just a podcast today. And, yeah, sure, I'm the guest. But, like, this is something I, I remember often, right? It's like even when we go out and we meet people, it's like it's like he's such a talkative person. I'm such a talkative person. He's an all-star. I'm an all-star. So it's like it's like sometimes we're like, uh, uh, and I'm like, sometimes it's like, can you just shut up and take the back seat? Let this person talk a no, little bit. No, she shines a lot brighter than you shine a lot brighter than i do i do i do and but that's why i have to be sure to not always be so because it's like come on just back up a little bit um but anyways the what i was it's saying nice is to like, take a break though i believe that um but that this is why i, I am kind of excited about this podcast because i'm like wow it's his work thing and i'm kind of involved today like this is my first thing where i'm like oh kind of involved in his work thing the only thing that's been closest to this is like i don't know if i went to one of your bodybuilding shows that's all that's it like we've literally right? had like, two very separate businesses that have not touched did did your desire for ryan increase when you walked into the last episode and you were able to see ryan in his element um desire <laughs> listening to <laughs> <laughs> Flying desire. Um, no. Uh, like seeing him in a different. To light, be honest, I, I no, I've, I've seen his work all always. I've always seen. I in fact, I've seen his work so much, uh, so much more intimately than most people probably have, and most people people probably ever will. Right? She's just I been see, backstage. I'm backstage into the side, and I brought always, her right? on stage. Today. And today's the first day where I'm on the stage, and I'm like, oh. In fact, I put you on center excited. stage. Yeah. yeah, so it's uh, it's exciting, right? Like, Bitches ain't gonna like that. They're <laughs> <laughs> hey. not gonna make it to four hours. No, <laughs> no. Jamie might make it. Shout she said, "Fiance." Okay. Shout out to JoJo. Fuck Shout out to Jamie. Bitch. Shout out to yeah. Carolyn. I think they'll make it. This uh, do far. you think Allison's gonna watch this? Maybe. Do you think Mary Kate? I feel like Mary Kate hasn't even Kate's watched the first. one. I don't think she's she <laughs> time for me. We texted uh, today about Tiger King, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know she hasn't watched her first podcast because she, you mentioned her in the of podcast course. and she hasn't she brought have, it up. She don't have time for um, that. Who would? I don't know. But whoever does watch it, I am very grateful. I know and you know what? Things. I think there's going to be a lot of people that probably watch it um, quietly and peacefully and probably don't share that with you. And I think. I've been getting a lot of messages from I believe, people. I believe I, it. I, tr- I, like, I, I believe it. Them. I think a lot of your female clients that you haven't had in like six, five, four yeah. years relationship with, like some of the newer female clients that you're working yeah, with, yeah. will probably watch this thing the whole, right. th- whole way. Like Mary Kaylin knows and who you are yes, and has an idea exactly. of who you're And I feel like it, like we always talk about like whenever you have like a male coach, right? Ryan's a male coach. Or like if I have a male client, it's like it. your relationship can almost get closer when you see and uh, that they're in a committed relationship right. and that and when you meet them like when you like when one of my male clients meets ryan it's like even it gets us more closer now mm-hmm. right you know what i mean like i have a this is this is my husband and now i like get to know him and now you and i can be even closer um and i think maybe maybe i don't know maybe some of your female clients the newer ones will I, feel I a def- little bit i definitely more... i definitely think from a work perspective with and we do one-on-one work right yeah uh when my female clients get to see her and see my life with her and know more personal information about me and her, me and that woman can be closer now. It's yes. this weird platonic thing. Is it because it's explicitly now 
or implied that it's now pl platonic and there's no possibility of anything it was always ever i mean i think it's just a comfort thing right i think it's almost thing. like yeah it's almost like like he's good with ladies yes. like he's good she's good with guys like she can i think it's almost like oh this person's secure they're not a threat okay cool now let's talk about now vulnerable things it's, it's not inappropriate yeah, right, right, you know what i mean like right. there's no blurred lines yeah, i've been when like i was when i was like and single. you know what's i hate to say i don't want to cut you off you know what's what's interesting is i actually had this this conversation with one of my male clients jeff mm. and jeff was like yeah he's like he's like when i showed your ryan's pictures competing blah blah, blah with you to my wife it almost made it now even more comfortable for him Absolutely. to have a female uh, trainer because so, his yeah. wife's not thinking that you're out to get him or no, something. yeah it's right. just it not just even, makes it's it not just, that overtly it's not, it's not even that overtly. but it just makes it all more comfortable yeah, yeah. i think oh, it's okay. i think it's just this weird thing of like a like when you work with someone of the opposite sex it's like you even if just it doesn't matter it could be no attraction no anything it, it's like but there is just these certain weird barrier rules that you can't cross yes right yeah but when someone's like hey this is my significant other and it's like oh my goodness i love your significant yeah. other right they instantly open up more to be like let me tell you personal things right cuz i know there's no like the line of what was once appropriate now can move closer can move yes. closer there's no hidden agenda there's yes. no hidden agenda fully now it's like with like some of my and, and also it takes a special kind of person to be in a relationship I would agree. You There's, need a certain set of skills to be in a relationship, right? That's so a hundred percent. And so I think the only, <laughs> the only positive that I see to a wedding ring is that, like, when yes. I see a guy talk and he moves his hand and he has a wedding ring, there's like this weird yeah. trust yeah. to him. It's like it's stupid. And when I see that little band on a guy's hand, his hand has some weight to it. I know. It's got like, it's got some, right? Single guy hands were like, bubble. it's like, it's like these light hands yeah. we have. And it's like, what's wrong with your hands? <laughs> <laughs> Put some handcuffs on those hands. But it's like, when you see a guy and like, you know, he's got his, winner, it's like, you can be vulnerable with him. You know, he's not out to get you. You yeah. know, he's got no agenda, which is, I guess doesn't That's really mean, it doesn't mean yeah. much. Right. Yeah. But, um, this weird layer of the fence kind of comes down and she has been having a committed relationship with her out in the open and people seeing my life. It has done wonders for my business in terms of uh, my relationships retention wise with my, with, with my women mm -hmm. clients. Yeah. yeah what my, my favorite, my favorite thing with clients is like when I get to train a husband and a wife, mm. Oh, I love it. Even if I train them in separate sessions, because I get to know the husband and I get to know the wife, and then I get to know them as a couple. But they get to share me as a trainer, like, and they both love their trainer. And I'm like this young little bibbity bobbity boobity bobbity. Like it's so it's so much fun. It's so I love it. And then she'll sometimes tell me secrets and be like, tell so and so what it. Make sure you don't tell so and so my husband that I told you this. And then he's fucking telling me the same shit. And I'm like, oh, right. I'm like, all right. Like it's just it feels so like wow. This husband and wife just trust you. Yeah. They trust you as a trainer. They yeah. trust you as a friend. They trust you as a family member. You know what I mean? They yeah. would open up to their home to you if you needed it. Like, it's just nice. And I think, that's, very I think that's the one silver lining of entrepreneurship is that you get to not only do business, but dude, like, yes. we're all sitting here as family. Yeah. You're creating relationships. Oh, God. Dude, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're just not some IT kid. I don't know his last name. Right? It's like, that's the one perk about entrepreneurship I think that I crave more than anything is that I have the ability to be a person. Yeah. Like, when I wear, like, it's my thing with the suit. It's like, so I have to wear the suit. I have to have this film, right? There's this one, there's this one client I have, uh, Rochelle. 
Um, she's a single mom. She's doing her thing, right? She's just getting back into dating and stuff like that. We just talked the other night. Like, we just FaceTimed. Like, Knut was here. And we just talked about really personal stuff, right? And Knut was here with me. And, like, we talk. Like, we're friends. And then the other day she was going so she did a like she did a check-in video and she usually just does a check-in video at home or with her kid in the back or something like that and she was going to work and she was like wearing makeup and she was getting a promotion so she was looking mm. good and then like, i did my video and at the end of the video i was like and honestly in the most inappropriate way possible you looking fine <laughs> like she was looking good right and she laughed but and you can was, say that because, but i can yeah. say that yeah. and i even yeah, yeah, said yeah. in the most inappropriate way possible you looking fine <laughs> Right, get, and it's like get that money, yeah, get that yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah. Let them give you five thousand more, whatever. Right, 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 do the lipstick, right. do the whole everything. Right, Poke right. the lips out, right. Poke the heel butt thing out. Do it. Right. And it's like, dude, it's like, it's like, it's like a really, really like when we have meets, like everything just works better. It's, it's like I see the way I see it, see it now. It's that like when you think about an athlete, you think about like. At least for me, when I grew up as an athlete, I used to go when I was in high school. I had coach, Coach Paul. He used to take my brother around to these national meets, right? So high school season would go. Most athletes go to state, and then you go to state, and then that's pretty much it. But luckily, we had summer programs, and Coach Paul was involved. So if there was a meet, nationals in North Carolina, nationals in Oregon, whatever, he'd put us in this van, five, seven awesome. athletes, and drive across yeah. the country. We'd stop at hotels. He paid for them. We didn't even know, right? We just thought it was part of the high school program, right? And he did this guy. did this. He was like, we were like his kids. And here's the thing. Like, it sounds creepy, but, like, I got in a van with an adult male as a 14, 15, 16-year-old, drove across the country, never inappropriate once, never awkward once, slept in the same hotel room. It was never, dude, and it's like, that's luck, right? It's like... Now, if you think about that today, I only graduated high school 15, was it 15 years ago already? I don't know, 2005. Yeah, 15 years ago, I graduated high school. That could never. That'd be so, like if that, that no. That could never Like happen. if your kid came home and was like, hey, dad. Can I drive with this we'd adult 50-year-old like, uh, uh, no. male? No, that's a no for that's me. That's a no, right? That's a so no I was me. part of that last, yeah. the good old days of high school generation. Like when I tell her stories about high school, she's like, what? like I, I went to high school in like 1978 <laughs> like like my high school was weird like you could still do that like american like let's go egg his house like let's go i had a weird experience growing up where i grew up in in my neighborhood in bolenberg but anyways what i'm getting at is that he taught me what a coach was right if i was having a bad performance i could say something the girl i was dating at the time in high school her name was elise he was like if i was doing something he'd like be looking at me he was like what are you and Elise doing, right? My coach, and I could talk to him. Mm. Like, my coach, he can, like, on a psychological level, know me. He knew my life. He knew my dad didn't grow up in the house. So yeah. he taught, like, he knew these things about yeah. me, right? And so with my athletes, I try to find those same bonds, right? Yeah. It's like, crazy. I can give them Excel sheets and numbers and all these things. But sometimes, like, I might just, let's just FaceTime and let's just talk, right? right. Even for my athletes that I yeah. dislike, yeah. I still am like, oh, you might, let's just talk, right? Because I'm sure coaches hate athletes on their teams as well, too. Like, I still try to balance everyone out. So I feel like her, with women specifically, has allowed me to have those tie-ins with my women clients now. There's a layer of trust cool. now where it's like, if they have problems, 
in their relationship. They can tell me stuff, knowing that I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to snake in and be like, now's my chance. Right, take an opportunity or something like that. It's 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 been being in a relationship. I think with her has been. I've gotten so many backdoor blessings that I didn't even know existed. Like so many perks that I didn't even know existed that um, really help other than not being allowed to go eat pita in. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Really Tasty swarm. What's our time marker? Eight uh, hours. Four hours. It's April. That's good. We can do uh People might just have to listen in two parts or something. I think people will listen in two parts. I don't know. Do you? Maybe, I, maybe we can break it at the bathroom break. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a two-part episode. I'm not sure. Who yeah. knows? Either way. Um. Yeah, I are feel you, like. Are you allowed to put on four hours you can do on whatever. YouTube? I think I. No, bought, I mean like. Yeah. All right. You do whatever you want. All right. You can put on 24-hour videos on YouTube. Okay. I bought. I think I only bought six hours this month, so this might be. <laughs> oh, you oh, might. You be. can do that. No, no, for uh, Buzz. Yeah, Buzzsprout. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I feel like I'll you're gonna have to probably upgrade. immediately upgrade. Well, that was yeah. my plan. Like immediately. That's like twenty four dollars a month. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. what I pay right now. That's amazing. Oh, you have max plan. That's amazing. Huh? Oh, you have the eight hour plan. Twelve hour. Oh, shista. But it's like twenty four. No, I'm only paying like twenty four. I'm paying eighteen dollars, so maybe I have eight hours. I think you we can, can uh, pay the six bucks. I know. It's I think amazing. You can afford it. Yeah, it's amazing. I think you can expense those extra what's crazy is that some people in america in this country can't afford it right and mm-hmm. that's yeah this is so i know luxury. hey Especially psa everyone in america if you don't own a business in some time in your life even if you don't plan to do business own a business your rights as an i sound like what's that guy uh bill o'reilly and what's the other super right guy alex something I forgot his name. And he always yells at the camera. You don't watch that guy you just showed me the other day. Yeah, yeah. Alex something. They're coming after the liberals are coming after. Jones? Not Jones. Alex right? Jones, I think it is. Really? Something like that. The I one think that got, he got kicked off of Twitter? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know. But I love right, I love conservative media. It is my it's intense. favorite thing. Right? It's like I've never heard people just say it's almost like I have to say conservative media to me. Right, it's the equivalent of like any. It's like it's like looking at a Hitler speech or something, right? It's like looking at a KKK speech. It's these people who are extremely full of anger for the way that it was and don't want change, and they got some good points. I can't, I can't, that's crazy. <laughs> that's the crazy part to me. I'm I'm watching that shit as a black man. I'm like, yeah, right, we are kind of fucking taking over. <laughs> like you, you kind of you you kind of got a good point. Um, so you were saying if you ever have the opportunity to own have a, a business, business, that's the last dot, thing dot, I wrote dot. down. Is really, owning a business, awesome. really, right? So I think, I think, I think there's so many. If you look at, so we'll take the current situation. So if you look at the bill that came out, uh, that just got passed, well, that got passed by time people hear this for the uh, coronavirus, the Care Act. Um, you have. Sovereign rights as a USA citizen. If you're a USA citizen, you're guaranteed a check and this amount of money and some some things like that. But if you simply have an EIN number, you have an over you have more rights if you have a corporation as an American. Like it's crazy to me how much rights you can have. It's if you just have a corporation as an American citizen, your ability to write things off, right? So if you had an EIN yeah. number, right, even if you made no income through right let's let's say like this yeah let's say you started a corporation i do 
I have one. But, but anyways, for the sake of oh, sake. sorry. Okay, you're <laughs> looking at me. I'm <laughs> like, you gave me your W nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <All> right. <laughs> right. Let's say you let's say you started a corporation, right? And the only income you made was uh $20 a month doing a podcast once a month. Not the case people. Right? That's what we're paying right. actually in right. fact. So even if He's you, been here even if 14 I, hours even today. Even if I paid you $20 and a month. We're like and take this fancy $20 bill, sir. You could say, "All right, you can run a bad business legally. You could go buy a $1200 camera." debt the business you could expense gas you could take a loss you can expense stuff on you can expense stuff take a loss you can get income you can have income come into it and make sure that you pay zero taxes on you can expense all of it you can run a bad business right and it's like if you just didn't have the simple ein number you can't expense any of that shit right you get no year-end benefits If, if there's just something you guys that's called a standardized deduction. Just if you own a corporation. If you own a corporation, just for free, just for free, President Trump has given you $12,000 of free deductions just because you're sweet and you got a nice American corporate. Not, not nothing. You've done nothing, right? <laughs> the rights, I think, of the American don't really start until you own a corporation. Yeah. So if you look at what this CARE Act that just passed it is business favored heavy. They're doing the best they can for the individual, but the business gets all the perks of this. Like if you really look at look at the document and read through that. I act, think the thing is that people are people just don't know. Um that's it, like, what the whole last podcast I made. People just don't people, know. Actually, yeah, that was your last podcast. People just don't know. They just don't know. Um, and they don't know because you're right. It the information ha- is it's not hidden on purpose, right? But it's just kind of hidden. Unless you know someone who speaks your language and you're like, hey, hey, guy, let me tell you some stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like Martin Luther King. Yeah, that book I was I like. get on the mountaintop and tell you everyone, women, men, white, black, here are your rights. He just recited the Constitution. Yeah, like that that, that book that I briefly just was reading on real estate yesterday. Like it was That was the guy who wrote the book. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah, he's got another. Robert he's got, Kiyosaki. Yeah, yeah, he's got another name. <laughs> He's got a, another book called. Uh, Did you call him earlier? <laughs> no, nothing. Um, the real. I actually don't enjoy the way he writes. It's not meat and potatoes. It's not meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, give me the information. Stop telling me a story. But yeah, these books are old, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all they're written the way the books were written back then. Um, but he has a book called uh, The Real Book of Real Estate or something like that. And I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. I was like, let me see what's up. I did enjoy, even though I did enjoy Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, and. There was a part in it where it was talking about taxes and it said, if you buy a business, make sure you don't, I'm sorry, if you buy a property, make sure you don't buy a property as a corporation, which to me, I was like, in my head, I was like, why wouldn't, of course you would buy as a corporation because you have so many perks, this and that. And it literally was like, if you buy as a corporation and if you ever need to, what's it called? Um, Resell, refinance. Refinance. Um, but you need to refinance purposefully, uh, personally, this and that, it's going to be such a hassle and expensive because now it's it looks like it's a corporate corp corporation has to sell to a person and then the stock has to go back yeah it's crazy so they were like if you buy if you buy something like that make sure it's set up as a partnership or a sole proprietorship and i was like wow i was like dang crazy right like crazy but it's crazy like even even me right like it's like i've been 
a business for 10 years and a corporation, whatever. And I'm like, every time it seems so unfair. And I'm like, what are the, because I always ask, like when I, when I get to the personal part for the taxes and I'm like, okay, now as a person, he's like, okay, what's your uh, property tax? And I'm like, oh, this much. He's like, uh, all right. Uh, you have any, um, what's it called when you have kids and stuff? Deductions. You have not deductions. Well, dependents. Dependents. And I'm like, no. And then it's like, you're out. I'm like, that's it? That's all that's I get it. as a person? I was like, on the business side, I got this, this, Dude, this, 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 this. Business stuff comes fair. out of thin air, stuff but you people, didn't even know. But people just don't know. People don't know the rules to the game. Don't but you don't know yeah. the rule to the game because you know, and the thing that's crazy is everybody knows it exists. Yep. Everybody knows it exists, but they don't know where to go where to, to go. get the information. Mm-hmm. That, I have to say, is the hardest part. Um, and I, I always joke, like, with my male caucasian clients i'm like yeah i was like it's i love working with you guys i was like i i learned so much little stuff from you because you it's like you know so much about business already you know so much about real estate already it's like every time i i learn something new from you guys i go running home to ryan i'm like hey guess what the caucasians told me today (laughs) and it's like they all get a kick out of it but there's truth to that right Right. they already had their grandfathers and their parents tell them stuff and it's like we're just out here and we're like hey information in america is generational yes right yes information is passed down and so that's the thing right it's like let's say some burmese parents (laughs) come here and the hack that they know is tell your kids uh go through the financial aid system and be a doctor right maybe that's the hack that they know maybe they don't know about the irs code right so it's like we hand down what we know Mm -hmm. and i think why this generation current generation is so amazing this american dream 3.0 is because it's like it's literally it's leaders of the new school right so it's like someone like me um, my Caribbean black South side family, they didn't know anything like Knut's family. They're so impressive to me in a way because it's like, they know, like I, I looked up something for something for Knut's business. Cause I, 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 my accountant does something for me that I didn't know. And I was like, who does this for Knut? And Knut's dad does it for her. He basically renews her stuff every year and like resigns this thing and statement of the year. And it's like, Oh wow. I didn't know that. And I was like, that's pretty impressive that somehow uh, in the Indian Pakistani community, they figured out this franchising 7-Eleven mm-hmm. ownership hack, this own your auto business. They somehow figured out ownership and education, right? It's like, it's weird the things that people figure out in American Dream, right? It's like it's like the Jews. Like the Jews came here and they really figured out the banking finance industry. And then that's what they handed down to their sons and being lawyers and daughters. And it's like, or maybe being a jeweler, right? And it's like uh, Chinese people, they've come here and they've really figured out the laundromat game, right? It's like everybody knows a little bit of the game except black people. Yeah. We know nothing. We don't know shit, right? We don't know. We don't, we don't know nothing. All we know is rap and basketball. Like we don't have any inter, right? We don't have a dad You guys be a just doctor. literally just, the race just started we for you. Just like started. race just started just for you guys and so there's this weird excitement for me um because i am in my opinion like the last like we talked about the american entrepreneurship 1.0 is like the parents come over do the thing 2.0 was just being equal get an education be as good as a doctor as they are 3.0 it's like we're peeling back this thing like and we're looking under the rock and it's like hey 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 we can make up our own game right yeah. it's like the shit I see on TV now that these kids are doing, right? It's like, I love this new generation. I see my nephew, he's seven. We watched something on Ha Ha Davis yesterday. yeah. It's inspirational. It's so good, right? And it's like, I see, like, you know what really is inspiring to me? It's Fortnite, right? It's like, 
you have like we went to Cabo a year and a half or two years ago. There was these Mexican kids, white kids, black kids. They were all doing the same dances mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. unity. Fortnite dance. <laughs> oh my! It was beautiful. I was like, hey. How do you all know each other, right? Like, dude, the stuff that, like, when I grew up, the stuff I did, it was separate to the. It's like right, right, these right. kids. If you're five to ten now, all around the world, dude, they are Amazing. around the world culturally united, right? And that is silently erasing the differences between them. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm just like, this is awesome. Like, this is beautiful, right? And it's slowly globalizing us would be the term. So. I feel like my generation, my age. So is that would that be American Dream 4.0? I don't know. I I I honestly think uh it will be 3.0 but actualized, right? And I think if you think about 3.0, the first kickoff of 3.0, I have to be honest, I think it started uh in the early 2000s. I think the Zuckerberg of Internet. what what Social I media. do is, is, yeah. is yeah. Zuckerberg is the he started off my generation. Yeah. And then what's his name with PayPal and Tesla now? Elon. Yeah. Elon. He changed I wonder the corporation. If we'll be open minded enough oh my God. for what oh the next goodness. generation is gonna figure oh, wow. out. I know. Like everyone like, nope, you gotta do it this way. Because that's <laughs> the thing. It's like the the true shame of it is every past generation, two point oh, one point oh, it's like they're all like no, nah, yeah. we don't support your 3.0 thing. Right. They'll they'll be like, all right, Ryan's keeping busy, Knut's keeping busy, all right, whatever. But they don't really, they don't get to uh yeah. with you. You know right. what I mean? And I always ask him, I'm like, do you think, like, when, you know, by the time we have kids and technology, like, do you think we'll be able to keep up and blah, blah, blah? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or am I going to be one of those parents that's like, ah. So, like, you know what I think? I think, I'll be honest, I even today, when I talk to the kids and I see my nephew playing games and stuff like that, and it's like, I know good and clear that some kid just under 10 year old kid just won three million dollars playing mm-hmm. Fortnite. yeah I'm, yeah i'm well aware but in my heart i'm still like you can't do that that's not real right so i even feel myself yeah. hating already here's what i do know though and here's what I, I do try to keep as a guide is that like there are things that are forever there are things that are perennial it's like are you putting in hours are you working hard are you paying attention to detail right are you improving are you progressing so it's like no matter what but they do also as a parent, like when you're a parent, it's like you need to make sure that they're still like, wash your fucking dishes, though. If Absolutely. you are not washing your dishes, I can't right. let you play you Fortnite play for Fortnite. hours. If you're like, not taking care of your foundational things, right? Are you sick? Like, so I, 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 I think for me, it's like I will be uncomfortable with what the next wave is, right? Yeah. By the time I'm 50 and stuff like that. And it's not going to be my fault. It's just that, like, your parents are giving you their best advice they got in their experience. And it's the same way that I'm going to give the best advice that I got in my own experience. But I think ultimately the best advice I should stick to is the things that matter. Yeah. Responsibility. Are you washing dishes? Are you taking it right? And so that's, that's the best that I can do because they will be on a plane of existence that I can't even fathom. Right. Yeah. But as, as a, as a kid, they'll probably say yes to getting paid in Bitcoin. And I'm like, why would you do it, right? right, right I'll right, lose right, my mind. Right, right. Yeah. Right. I think the thing is, though, like, as long as you can, and I, I don't know, maybe our parents don't agree, but as long as you can still continue to teach the foundationals, right. foundational things, that's what matters. Humans it's won't like, change. My parents don't get what I do. They're confused. No. They Like, once in a while, like, for my 30th birthday, I threw, like, a 30th birthday slash client appreciation party. I was like, ah, well, let's do it. And they're like... They came and I invited my parents. And it was the first time we've done something like that where it's like I've had my family and it's the first time we've thrown I've thrown we've as a family have thrown like a party and they saw so many people there. It's like 
where do these hundred people come from and what the fuck do you do? Like, what is it that you do? We just thought you do something with exercise, right? Um, and uh, I told your dad when her dad was like, what do you do? I was like, I do what she does. He was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> So you both do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, what was the point I was trying? Oh, yeah. So even though they might not get it, like my mom asked me today, like my mom, my mom has a car wash and obviously during the quarantine, she can't, like she can't, she can't, she can't go to work, right? So she's just like going crazy. And she still has the same overhead and all that jazz. She's still going to pay the bills, but she just can't yeah. go into work to make any money. And she's been asking me like every day, kind of one question at a time. Like, so what are, are you open? Is your gym open? What are you doing? And I'm just trying to explain it bit by bit. And today she asked me, she's like, can you do your stuff on the computer? And I was like, she was like, how do your people do your stuff on the computer? I was like, mom, I was like, you know, for some people I, I'm doing videos. For some people I'm doing live videos. And she, she, I knew she didn't understand it. I, I'm 100% but but isn't it nice that she's asking? It's nice. And even though she doesn't understand it, I know that she, like her response was, oh, okay, good job. You can still do it, right? So you don't have to understand it to be like, okay, it's hard work and you're working and you're good and you're responsible. Good. So it's like even for my kids, if I get lucky enough to have them have the kids and they get paid in Bitcoin, even if I don't understand it, at least I could be like... Okay, you're on the right path. You're working hard. Okay. See, as as kids, especially of uh, being first gen immigrants, all I'm sure I think we speak for all of us. um, All I've ever wanted to do is like make the parents happy, right? And Mm. and even if even if you feel like part of it, even if you you feel like you're sacrificing part of your own livelihood because they have this ideal dream for you, and they've you know that they've sacrificed their life Absolutely. to make yours yours better um and so what we can do as as parents is be open-minded to changes of, I, I, and that is right? a luxury of our generation yeah, I, I have oh, to, yeah. dude i gotta be honest i can't emphasize this enough and that is a real real southeast asian east asian thing that you just described like the pressure the pressure that you all have in God. your culture to be exactly the, like like even in Japan where it's extreme right family mm-hmm. names and suicide if you don't live up it's like East Asia has this real cultural thing that it's like be what your family name is going to be upheld to right and it's like that's beautiful because you have a standard that you're expected to and then at the other time right let's say that your kid's not a EMT or a doctor let's say your kid's an artist right let's say you were you are what you do like literally he was unpacking. Mind you guys, if you're watching this on video, this whole setup, he brought in his car. He drives it here. Every time we do this, I'm impressed, right? And I saw him setting up, and I, I looked at him, and I was like, dude, I was like, Victor, you like this nomadic life. You love it. And he looked at me, and what'd you say? You laughed, and you said, I, I was like, I wish I could host a studio in like a camper van. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's alive. <laughs> oh my God. I literally would. That's wild. I would like, how do I set this up and never move never it Never change ever, it again. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> Fix this thing. So yeah. I, but, dude, you get a kick the setup and the ritual. You know what okay. it's like? Wild. It's like the preparation of the heroin. You're tapping the needle. You're getting That's the wild. vein right. Right? It's like this This even, nomadic even life when he was, is drug. He brought his, did you bring your own creamer? Yeah. 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 He, so, okay. Uh, Victor brought us some coffee. Like, what's the apparatus he made us you made the coffee, coffee in? What's it called? It's a Chemex. It's Chemex. Pour over coffee. Shout yeah, out when, to Tarek. Yeah. You know what? Tarek actually and asked Tommy. me. Tarek and Tommy. Tarek actually asked me today to give him a shout out in this <laughs> podcast oh, because wow. he was like, "Oh, I watched Ryan's podcast." Let's see if he's a real one. <laughs> Tarek, did you make hour five, my dude? 
<laughs> Did you make the fifth hour? Bet with Tarek's luck. I brought with, my sleeping bag. <laughs> bet, bet with his luck, he probably fast forwarded and got right to this point. Like he was just like <laughs> Tar- Tarek's gonna be like, guys, we are very bored in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're quarantined. Yeah, I listen. Bro, I listen, bro. Oh, that's so bro. funny. Yeah, he asked he said I listened to Ryan's podcast. We he he responded about something. I put up a meme and he responded to that and we DM'd back and forth. And he was like, by the way, he's like, I loved your intermissions during Ryan's podcast. And I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I felt so bad that you couldn't actually hear anything I was saying. And he, I was like, he was like, I'm re- he's like, I'm really excited eventually when you'll get on. And I was like, well, I'm in fact tonight. I, I feel bad. I feel bad in, in some way about this episode because it's like all the messages I got. I think people were like, oh, this podcast is going to be Ryan ryan pouring his art of words on <laughs> right and then i put this bitch on the mic for five hours I know. and they're like, like ah! they're gonna literally take their headphones off they're like i can't what is this right it's Junk. Like, this is the yang God, to my fucking yin. what if you actually lost listeners moving no. forward for your podcast because of this episode so be it i want real ones Ooh, Ooh. So I, I but i feel like this episode was um a little less tangential than the first one think what so? does that and, fucking word and, mean victor and i think fucking <laughs> what does it all mean? over Tangent. the place okay all right, all right. and uh <laughs> we, we use it in with our behavioral patients like behavioral patients will have tangential thoughts that's where I picked that up from. Okay. Um, but I think I'm feeling a groove. I'm feeling like you're. you're it is. I have to say. It, 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 Remember when the first two hours passed and I was like, we didn't talk yet. We haven't talked about. Like yeah. it took two hours just to yeah. warm up to get talking. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that people make it past the two hours because it's like, one, hey, all the good stuff is uh, in that one. Um, or I feel like the first half was like personal stuff, and then the first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. that's the thing. It's like nobody really knows this. Per- this is right? that's what I was saying. This is the first. I'm not kidding. This is people like, love tea. People love tea, and I feel like the first hour was a little bit too much tea. Um, but no, the first, the first two is. hours, whatever. Like people are, I know they're curious about Ryan. I know they're curious about his personal relationship. I know they're, yeah. they're like, are you dating? Like, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, and the same thing with me. He's people, taken. people are also very curious about me, and I just kind of keep it pretty, pretty okay. like um, surface level. It's- just now and so even what's funny is like sometimes people like my clients will joke like they'll be like oh you post everything and i'm like that's what you fucking think yeah. i literally post maybe 0.1 percent of my life don't wouldn't you agree like there's so much yeah. shit between, people have no idea people have no idea between work and between our relationship and what we talk about and like my actual family like oh god it's, there's so have much no i have it's just as disastrous it's as like you think else. it's like yeah. you think this is tea it's like you think my one little instagram post is like something i'm like dude i have buckets of chai like i have buckets of tea i have buckets of everything like so i barely dirty buckets dirty buckets i really don't share that much so um so yeah i think um i know people are very interested and curious about ryan and generally speaking people are just curious about people they enjoy or like that's what i that's my goal i think i want people to i just want to it's like i said on the i think on the first podcast i said uh, it's like Anderson Cooper. I feel mm-hmm. like I know him. And now after mm-hmm. this whole pandemic thing, I've been watching. Basically, the only news I've really him, been yeah, watching yeah. has been has been him. Yeah. And quote and Governor Cuomo. I yeah. watch Qu- Governor Cuomo's address. Did you every see morning. him and his brother. Yeah. What the hell was that all about, dude? <laughs> hey, they, call mom. <laughs> they look so like cute. they look like they literally need boxing gloves. Oh They're God. so cute. They're just two bros. Just I adore two guys. them. Yeah, I love them, man. <laughs> to me, I work. saw them and I was like, oh, that's such a cute sibling relationship. Like, ah. Oh. Yeah, they're doing good work with each other. Yeah, yeah, I really like them. But yeah, I, I feel like those two have have really been good 
getting people through this to kind of yeah. like strength and everything like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think people are kind of what we're saying. I think people are interested to hear, um, hopefully, I don't know, to hear this more stuff. Um, but I think at the same time, I don't know, man. I, f- I feel like some people, um, it's weird. Some people really just want to be like, hey, can you just do that powerlifting thing? Can you advice talk more thing? about powerlifting? Right? right. Some people are, can you just really do that nutritional thing? And I think, uh, I'll be honest, and those people haven't made it this far. This podcast, the whole point is for people who have supported me, right? This is for my clients. Like, this is for people who I've done camps with in the past. Like, these are for people that have, like, invested into me financially, personally. And it's like, I want to do these for you. Like, this podcast is not to appease 20,000 listeners who don't give a fuck about me. Yeah. Right. Like I rather yeah, not trying to attract new followers. Yeah. It's just, yeah. What's who wrote that thousand true fans. Kevin Kelly. Yeah. Kevin. Kelly, yeah. Thousand true fans. Found him through Tim Ferriss. Yeah. The uh, thousand true fans is this idea essentially is long tail theory, which basically means that, uh, in the short tail, if you were to graph on an X, Y graph, um, you can probably explain this better than me, but basically, on the x axis just think of it as dedicated fans that'll pay for whatever you put out that's how loyal right. they are that's how loyal they are yeah. right so it basically like if you sell corn you're in what's called the short tail no one's loyal to any type of corn just fucking. are you ever surprised by the people that fall under that category like do you ever get like a oh wow you're really about that life you really support what category? Me. Like the the dedicated every single one every time every single human being that's wild every single does anyone cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, does anyone like surprise you out of the blue? And now you're like, wow, you're a new loyal person. And it's like, I had no idea. Uh, It's hard because it's it's numbers, too. And I feel like that's the part that that's really what I've dedicated this year to. And I think you'll find that out as you start replying to your comments. Yes. And those that stick yes. around. Yes. That's what Victor told me today. And it's like he was like and it like, you know, when somebody says some real shit to you and it's almost like a challenge. Yeah. And he was like. I was like, so I was like, yeah, well, you know, replying. I was like, it's like a job though. And he was like, then make time for it. It's a job then. Wow. And I was like, damn, he called you a bitch. <laughs> damn. I was like, he's right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you have a community, so cultivate it. But here's the part that I think I'm, it's difficult and I'm defining difficult by throwing my tantrum. I have to spend now more time yeah. working. Yeah. And I think, when I talk about work, 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 and all these things, yeah, it's not to go without the natural part of it. Like more work is also met with resistance of oh, the side. Like as much as Canute sat in here talking about work and work and loves work, I see her get up four thirty and do the oh, and do the thing, and like it's like it's always going to be met with a sigh of resistance, right? And it's like throw your temper tantrum, whether it lasts a day or two or whatever, but you have to get digging eventually out of the hole right yeah that's kind of the whole point so i think when you said that i heard it and i just heard myself basically yeah being resistant in every shape right i was just basically i didn't want to do more. you did it great i was like setting up and then he did it while i was setting up yeah it's like shut up and work and he he surprised me too because he he did voice replies that's the thing. I'm great at replying. Wait, to which comments? There's any DMs or just, oh, yeah. oh right? DMs or comments no, no, no. under I'll videos, be... like as well. Can, you can't not, do voice not, replies to not, it was not DMs. To, not it was to DMs. that, but okay. he was yeah, still DMs. But yeah, yeah. but, but I, that's was, a, that, I feel like that is probably you have to find loopholes that work for you, right? Think think, think about if Gary V were to video message you back. He does every day. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Duh. how many? Like he, Victor said, he was like, when I was I was doing Gary like, V. Literally says, "Hey, text me. I'm free." 
he was yeah <laughs> i was doing a uh, voice notes uh it's a just reply i'm not back kidding you guys know that's his thing right now right yeah. like that phone yeah. number oh i'm subscribed like, to it he yeah. doesn't text me back so I'm oh yeah good for, you. good for you but anyways and victor <laughs> no no i'm kidding i don't oh, okay. i don't text him but you know that's his thing right now all right yeah. sorry go well, on. he sends like the 212 new york number yeah 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 yeah, like that. yeah yeah um a lot of people are doing i don't know how they yeah that's the new marketing. It, I, I honestly gary v has made that a thing i feel it's, like it's this so jab jab punch yeah like out of 15 text messages 14 of them will be checking in i like today i love you like and then one out of 15 will be like hey new gary v sneakers are out here's the limited link here's like the very first link Look is it, it mass texting or is it, it is mass texting it's, it's mass not his texting. private number it's a it's an arbitrary right. number that he and you but pay for you, that service but do you think some of the yeah but do you think some of the text messages are like a personal response yes, to, yes. Yeah, yeah yeah so he he is but it's just like look at all the num- people that are there's, there's no way there's, there's no way, way. There's there's no way. way. like it, it is him sometimes he, sometimes i i'll see him post something where it's like a frustrated text and it's like i feel i thought i was gonna get text message personal text messages here but it's just and, and he he'll does. actually respond yeah, to yeah. that one and be like, listen, dude, like, uh, but then people got to resort to clickbaity, like fucking yeah. comments like that. Yeah. Exactly. But regardless, reply to your comments. hundred percent. I think the thing 100%. with him is he just, he goes kicking and screaming until he finally finds a process that works for works. him. Oh, okay, and okay. so for DMS, if one, you calling him out, I think that does something for him personally. And two, the fact that he can do a voice note and s- respond to the DM, I think that process will work. But I also think it's hearing my own excuse out loud, yeah. right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, that's how objective I am with myself. I hear myself out loud. And I'm like, that's an excuse. Mm. That is like, like I, and that's the thing that fascinates me about people, people who can't hear their own bullshit. Mm. It's like, I hear my own bullshit and it's instantly like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like just type. It's like, get to work. Okay. Right? I hear I like it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. because dude, it's like, I'm not like, we're like, we're not these, some superhero hard workers. It's just that I recognize where I'm being lazy. I recognize where I have shortcomings and I try my best to improve them. I don't always win, but if I can maybe win seven times out of 10 to my own bullshit, I'll be better off than if I just, you know, succumb to it every time. Yeah. And so I think I've also gotten to a point recently, we've been talking about this with anyone in my life personally, right? Who, if they are, if they can't hear their own shit, if they can't hear their own bullshit, like I have to omit you out of my life permanently. Like even if you're a family member or a long time friend, anybody, it's like I've gotten to this weird point now that like I'm so brutally honest to myself that I'm not okay with a str- with someone not me, a stranger, not being honest with themselves. Like so much so that like I can't even have that energy in my existence, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I can't even I can't even be around it. It takes away from what you do, even if you don't know that. Like it yeah. takes away from your progress, even if you don't realize that it's taking Absolutely. away from your progress. Because it's like you're entertaining some. It feels like you're entertaining an anchor. That's holding you down. Absolutely. And you're just like trying to jog. You're trying mm. to move forward. And you have, and the thing that is crazy about it is you ha- actually have all the pieces to jog and jog and really create a momentum forward. But then you just have this fucking anchor keeps this showing up keeps showing three up times a week. You and you're like, God, get out of here, anchor. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's hard. And I think, you know, obviously people talk about that a lot online, like protecting your energy and getting away from things like that. And I think to me, anything socially, that feels like a task has to go right like i've been more and more figuring out like what clients do i want to fire like who do i want to get rid of right because it's like i'm now at a point now at a luxury point where it's like i can afford to get rid of people 
right? If I feel like you slow the operation down, right. generally it's auto-regulating. Those people generally take care of themselves, yeah. right? Mm. Like, but for the most part, I've been having those dilemmas, I think, a lot recently being like, there's some clients that every week, and I've talked about this on your podcast, they may take 40 minutes or 45, but if I feel like it's genuine in nature, it's a good response. You had a lot of good things to tell me, things like that. I'll take an hour. I'll take the time. But I feel like there's some point where some people don't actually want a solution. They mm. just want to, attention or something. They just want attention for their negative ranting they, they just, just want, want an outlet they just want an outlet yeah. right and it's like i had a few of those and they've some have just dropped off and left and um and i think even so now more personally anyone like that in my life i without fear i'll i i have like and it's and it's not that i dislike you or i feel a way about you but it's like my mental health is suffering mm. right keeping you too close to me like i i, I have to let you go and I didn't feel that because I don't think I was as fine-tuned years ago. And now I feel like the operation, what Kanu and I talk about, the goal, it's so finely tuned that like everything needs to stay on track. So it's like I can't even allow her to go off about PETA in. I can't allow it, right? Because the operation, if we get a messed up today, the podcast is bad today. Yeah. And then if the podcast is bad today, I got to wait till whatever to another episode. Then what? I have to try to re-record it or something. So it's like, no 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 stay on track right like i can't afford for a misstep podcast is bad and then tomorrow i have a long work day like i need her support tomorrow i really need her help tomorrow right from everything from uh i have to go can you help me with lunch uh down to like can you make sure that um i don't i don't know that we bring enough something in here like i need actual support and then it's like i can't talk a lot tomorrow right so let's say a problem happened today about peter in podcast sucks i think about it tomorrow. wasting my time yeah. then we don't talk tomorrow because yeah. we're in beef mode tomorrow and then monday comes and i still got a lot of shit monday i got meetings monday i got stuff monday then maybe by time tuesday comes i have the space to talk about it emotionally yeah. and are you just as logical about this um I'm getting more wow. now. Good through my like example. Is, yeah, right, through, I right, have to say, right, because right, uh, right. It, it, let's see, that would take away Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That means we just lost four, four days. days. We can't right. even afford that. We right. can't afford to lose four that's, days. Wow. And it's, it's too It's too much. And so that's the thing. It's right. My ego, here's the, don't eat pita in. Whatever. My ego hates it. But I have such a greater mission bestowed upon me that it's like, it's the reason why people let Michael Jordan talk to them the way they did, the, his teammates. They, they, Michael Jordan was Kobe. Kobe was terrible to his teammates, right? But it's the reason why they allowed it because it was just like, okay. Like we have a greater goal here at hand. And so that's how, I, that's how I feel with a lot of things. And so if my own operation is tight and things and things like that, if you're not part of the operation, right, the greater goal of what I want to achieve, right, whether that means even things that are not not even talking about the growth of this company, talking about like what are the states that I like to be in every day. Like this week, uh, I had if I so if I look at the week uh, from Sunday to Saturday, Sunday was rough. I was trying to save my business. Monday was better. I had a lot of work to do Monday. Man, Tuesday was okay because. You, Canute's spirits finally started coming up about this whole coronavirus thing. I was carrying her more or less 
and literally i was holding her hand yeah come do this let's watch tv let's eat this what do you want like she was just it's like over it's like yeah right her Mm -hmm. coronavirus depression stuff and work and economy stuff i had to carry her and carry my own business and then wednesday came i literally slept like yeah and i had to work right i just worked and i slept thursday i had to take like a mental health day just to collect myself and figure out what's going on friday i had to get back to it and today i'm podcasting right so like my week in review more or less my week hasn't been around happiness or sadness my week has been like how do i ensure that this week i go into april april one running with that momentum how do i make sure that this wave i'm riding stays the wave no matter what what is the operation like what is the goal what is the goal the goal is that i show up for these podcasts i give my heart on every one of them whether it's an hour or five hours like when you show up and you give me your time i'm genius right you what if you showed up today and i was like yeah bro sounds cool and i'm looking at my phone and i'm distracted fuck that Mm. right come show up Mm -hmm. don't waste people's time right Mm -hmm. like I am so, and for someone to text me being like, oh, hate, hate today. <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, you are now blocked and silented, right? It's like, I can't, I can't, like, the operation is so airtight. It's like a pinhole on an airplane. Mm. All right? It's not that bad, but whoo, it's bad i have to say though cannot lose cabin pressure i have to say like his um lack of patience now or is not patience it's what is intentional you're very intentional not patience lack of acceptance i'm not sure but variance yeah from the problem his i cannot but i've always been this way when i'm very committed to something yeah it's just been very detrimental earlier right it's been like if i have to do a prep or sport and i got it from the athlete life it's like dude i didn't go to my senior like my senior prom it was on the same it's on the same weekend or week or something in high school as like men's track and field state i knew this since like my freshman year Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't give a fuck like i couldn't care less enjoy your prom like i'm i gotta do what i gotta do it's like i've always been very the only place i've ever been black and white in my life is when i have a vision of what i want to accomplish right that's the only time i've ever just been laser vision on something right i'm very fluid with everything else but if i decide that i have a goal and like i'm only this committed because the goal is genuine the goal is manifesting a part of who i am as a person right it's like it's passion what people describe you can't have that level of commitment if you just say this is who i am you can't just wake up one day and be like i'm changing my ig bio uh, i'm changing my clothes i'm changing my videos i am now a financial coach right like you cannot just turn on switch your click your fingers one day and think you're going to come with the fervor of me right yeah. like i am i am coming in here with hate love efficiency like i'm coming here with a my life's work right like up to this point today this is my life's work and it's like if you think you can snap your fingers and then just jump on and have this program it's not it's not the same so me respectfully like the first podcast i just waited until it came back yeah just waited because you can't fake this you can't fake this passion right you can't fake this this intensity this perfection that you need it's something that has to grow so organically and it has to be real and I think 
this whole coronavirus thing, as sad as it is and the numbers are going up and the deaths will be sad, I think the difficulty that most Americans who survive this will face will be good for them, healthy for them, and some resistance in that. It's unfortunate that this many people around the world have to die, but that's why we called the World War II generation the greatest generation, right? It's because those who can survive some hardship, those who can survive some resistance, it makes you realize what you're made of, who mm-hmm. you are, what your character is. And without that resistance, without that pressure to make the diamond, you have no idea who you are mm. because you're forced to work. You're forced to act. You're forced to do something. And fortunately for me, I don't know if it's genetic or whatever, I don't need a world to go into a pandemic to kick on who I am. I can see someone and be like, I'm better than you. How do I spend the next five years of my life committed to proving that I can beat you? Right? It's the stupidest thing I have. <laughs> But it's my thing. And it's the same way that I had a resume and the resume coach was talking to me. And I was like, I'm blah, 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 blah. And I looked at the resume coach and like writing something down. And I was like, hey, I'm better than you. What are you doing telling me about, right? And it's like, and I'll never forget my resume coach. Like I was so cocky too. Like I was I was telling him that stuff. I forget this guy's name. I shouldn't even name drop him anyways. His name is Steve something. And so he was this guy and he was like, I don't know, he was cool, this older middle-aged guy. And I was just telling him about my life, what I do, blah, 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 what I want to do. And I had already started working with the Novo and stuff like that. And I was telling him, and I remember he was sitting cross-legged and he was like, leaning forward. He's like, wow. He's like, well, you know, maybe, you know, after all this ends, you can hire me. That's what he said to me. That's wild. That's what he said to That's me. That's wild. Right? I had so much fervor in my voice about who I wanted to be what i wanted to be like the level of sureness that i spoke with he looked at me and said well maybe you can hire me after all this is done right and it's like i feel like for me that's what every human being wants right it starts with that little passion veil that gets you in the door Mm -hmm. but it gets to a point where passion just gets you in the door passion won't last you right because passion runs dry very quickly passion's like a shot of vodka it burns and and right, next thing you know, 45 minutes later, you're done, right? It's, it, it's, it's, it's nothing, right. right? You're jogging now. The sprint right. is over, right? And so I feel like for me, people are trying to discover what that thing is and find what that thing is. And that thing for Canute, it's maybe come three times in her life. That thing for the high school player guy, maybe one time until his elbow went bad. Hey, uh, he's the best 365. Right? And luckily for me, that thing has come... Maybe four times, right? Sports twice, professionally once, and now again professionally. So it's like, okay. Like, I came once with bodybuilding. I came once with track. I came once with my first group. And it's like, I'm getting another go right now. And it's like, this coronavirus thing hit, and it slowed me down, dude. And I spent the last few days just being like, oh. Like, I just started sprinting, and then they called, like, false start. And it's just like, mm. oh, I hurt so bad, and I just spent the last few days mourning of it because I was like, I'm ready to run, but the world happens, and the world said, not yet. Just wait, right? So it's like, do what you can, right? We can't hit the gym. We can't record anything. And It's like, we're so ready. Like, we had the idea we wanted to do. We had the gym. Victor came in today. He's like, you guys got the key, right? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Technically. No. No. Shut down, man. So. So yeah, we're gonna do what we can while while we're in quarantine, man. So we're home and have you been doing anything in quarantine? How's your quarantine been? No, it's kinda of business as 
usual mm-hmm. like uh the class has been actually pretty seamless transitioning to an That's online awesome. form more people are engaged like you were saying they were they are more engaged we are on spring break last week but we're gonna be back this week um and we just repositioned the class to where all the hands-on stuff my yeah. part is pushed towards the end of the semester yeah. um uic slated to start middle of june and so we're kind of pushing things a couple weeks back but that'd be nice if we can get back by I think. Can it's you imagine? Like, this is technically the most extended winter Illinois will God. ever have. Right? We'll be cooped and up. It, you're cooped itching up. for it because, like, it's nice and out And then now, it'll you know? be like, yeah. boom. It'll, like, one day, like, North, North, what is it called? North Avenue Beach will just open up and it'll just be, like, life is back God. Even if it's wintertime, everyone's going to go back outside. Yeah, <laughs> I think people will just be so much more appreciative after this. Oh, the ever. taste of Chicago. Oh, people. Yeah. People are going to do stuff they haven't done in ages. It's just literally, it's just an unbelievable time for everyone. Like, we're all just like, no way, no way, no way. And you know what's crazy? And like, when New York is like, yes way, we're all like, oh, oh my God. New York all is what got us. Then. All of us. And you know what broke my heart? When I've been, I've been following the New Orleans statistics, mm. and I'm just like, not again, right? Oh. They just had Katrina. Not again. Not New Orleans. Not again. And it's like, uh, they barely have recovered from yeah. Katrina. Yeah, yeah. They, sucks. Uh, and now this, it's like, what curse on that place? Yeah. And it just hurts, man. So, yeah, I, I, I feel for everyone, if anyone is listening and they have a family affected by this, I'm not a praying man, but I'm praying for I you. I know. I know. You know? I know. But it's like the, I'll, I'll go to the, the only thing I can do. Pray and hope and hope yeah. God blesses your family and. Something I don't usually do, right? It's that level. So, yeah, you kind of have proximity to someone whose family is dealing with it. And yeah, I just I just spoke to her today. Um, actually, yeah, it's someone I, I know. She's a friend of a friend, and she's just someone I love to follow. Like, she's just genuinely, she's an educated person. She's hardworking. She's a very loving person with her friends and her family and her husband. Like, she's just someone where I'm like, you got your life together. You got it good. You're doing well. She's a lawyer. Like, I'm like, you're crushing it. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do. You're doing what you're supposed to do with this life, which is living it, just living it. And, um, yeah, her brother and her father, uh, got the virus and her brother's doing better, but dad's not so great. You know, Mm -hmm. um, he's older and yeah. And I've just, I sent her a message today and I said, Hey, you know, um, been thinking about you a lot like i've literally been thinking about you every day because it's like you made this real for me and i was like i i I was like i just wanted to check in and see how everything's going and if there's any progress and you know i just wanted to check in on you and um i haven't wanted to text you because i'm sure you're getting bombarded with text messages and like the thing about her and it just makes me so confident in who how i feel about this person like i just like her even more now she was like thank you so much i appreciate that and she was like how are you doing and i was like Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we just yeah. chatted for a while, and I, I got to be honest, and it was just such a good conversation. We just chatted about literally. She's like, "Yeah, I'm going." She's like, I'm "That's what she needs, though. Yeah, she needs normalcy. Yeah. She must because she I, must. You know what? Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I've noticed it's like, and I, uh, I'm paralleling this to coaching. It's like when people are going through a hard time, don't run away from them. Yeah, when someone's going through a hard time, it's like hold them. It's like, hey, 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 I've been thinking about, it. and it's like. We always do this thing. It's like when someone's crying, we you do don't know what to do. You don't know what, we to, don't do. Know what to do. It's 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 an uncomfortable that, position. If there is, if there is, I I listened to Esther Perel yesterday, and I made it in my stories. But she said something interesting. It's like when you you're in a conversation and you start tearing up, you start you feel the need to like explain yourself. Yeah, you don't do that when you laugh. 
Right. It's, Which is almost the same emotion in some crazy yeah. way, laughing and crying. Like, yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing. And that's one thing I've learned. I got to be honest. I, I've learned and you know how I deal with you and you cry and stuff like that and how good I am now. I learned it from my female powerlifters. Yeah. Dude, there's nothing more emotional than a female powerlifter when they, you know, been training eight months or a year and then they miss a lift and then they just cry and bawl. And it's like one thing I've learned is that, especially with competitors, if they lose or they miss lift or something, and I learned this through women specifically, they deal with the motions different from guys, generally speaking, conventionally speaking. If they're breaking down and crying, it's like give them space, but not too much space, right? It's like don't try to rush to cry. Don't try to do, oh, no, but so stop. Like let a person pour. Yeah. Just be next to them when they're crying. Yeah. Don't try to blanket it. Don't try to say, well, look at it. Th-. Just say. It's almost like you yeah. just need to put your arm around them and just sit quietly. And you know and what I'd say? Cry. Dude, I, they let them cry. And I'm like, we just had a bad day. And you have bad days. And that's it. You don't try to perk it up or blank it up. And I feel like I've learned right? that. Yeah, we, like, so we try to figure out something to don't say. Don't try to figure it out right now. Right? There's yeah. no, you don't have to. Just let it be, as Paul McCartney would say. Let it be. Just let it be. It is what it is. And I've learned that through my f- female athlete powerlifters. Thank you for all the tears you've given me for all the missed attempts. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and I've transferred that well over to, to people. So what's our time marker? Uh, 4.30. Wow. That's a juicy one. Yeah, that's a good For someone that likes to come up for juice. <laughs> <laughs> Can it, you got anything on your mind? I don't think so that we haven't shared or talked about like i didn't come in here he victor was asking me um coronavirus no victor was asking me money victor was asking me when i came in here he's like so do you have any topics in mind and i'm like no i'm really got nothing i got nothing talk i got nothing i have nothing like i'm like i had a few things about work where i was like yeah i know it's gonna come up and we'll talk about it but other than that i was like yeah i really have nothing where i'm like oh i want to make sure to tell the world dot 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 or any topics i wanted to cover so so yeah I think the idea that uh, Victor puts forward is just such a good one. It's just being consciously curious. And like when I heard that, I felt challenged because I always, I think I'm like, I don't think. I'm did I tell you to do that for the episode or for it? Or no, I, no, 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 no. Oh. This is just my own thought. Ooh. I remember thinking like when I first heard that, I was like, I felt challenged because I was like, I don't think I'm consciously curious. Right. It's like the thing that I like about your style was that you were open to information that didn't help you. Yeah. That amazed yeah. me. I don't have an agenda. You're really just, that that's why you're really good me. at this. Like that you're, amazed me. Uh, yeah, I'm like, he is genuinely interested. I have no he interest. He's so interested. I am not that person, yeah, but you I'm really are. Person. Like whatever the fuck, just, whoever is ta- like with you on the mic talking, you're, you seem genuinely interested. Dude. I could not even fake it if I wanted to. Oh. I'd be like, mm, tell me more. And I'd just be looking at my yeah. watch and be like, when can I get out of here? <laughs> it's been it's been super fulfilling and rewarding. Um, yeah. It's not just in that conversation. It's everything leading up to it from sliding in the DMs, building rapport. Absolutely. And lately I've been trying to go to their place of business, whether that's they're at a show, they're putting on a show, or they own a salon, whatever right. it is. I try to visit them at their place of business. Dude, you do so 
well with the girls on your podcast, dude. The flight attendant, um, Jen, the what's yeah. name, Gia, Gianna, Gianna yeah. dude. Like those podcasts, it, like you open a dialogue that should not be as good as they are. Like they're so good. They're so good, and I think I'm saying this because. It's kind of a foregone conclusion when two guys talk. It's like, you know, we do the guy talk thing mm-hmm. and it's good. But generally there's just like this weird, like, yeah, right? Rolly. It's like, yeah. you're, in a, you're a role, I'm in role. It's like, hey, what's going on? Hey, you. And it's yeah. like, hey, right? And it's like, you just talk to men, women, person. As a person, right? Like, oh, right. dude, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. art. Yeah. It's an art. And you mm. just, you're consciously awake and listening and curious at the same time and i think i just have so much of an agenda because i particularly have decided at a point in my life that i'm going to participate in a specific type of capitalism and now i have interest regardless of what i think right my time is consumed with how does this and this is a curse of this owning a business how does this benefit my business Right. That's like my thought constantly, 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 constantly. When we're going over ideas today, I loved your ideas, but I was like, yeah, but that don't benefit my business. Right. Mm. That's all I think about. That's all I constantly think about. And it's like that is almost the curse of the American corporation. I'm in the phase where I understand I won't get immediate return as far as financial. Yeah. So I'm in the brand building phase. So, you know, I understand long term game like Gary Vee talks about that all the time. It's like just you will have content you you could chop up for months to years and they can come back to and revisit. That's that's awesome, man. And it'll be some of your best because I'll be honest. I made content before I collected any money. Because you were just doing it for the sake of doing yeah, it. Yeah, right? So it's, yeah. there's a pureness yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. Is it, Have you ever had a guest where it just didn't work or it didn't click or it was just not Don't a Don't have podcast? to name drop. Please um, name drop. If you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it's... Um, You're like this one. This one, in fact, has been terrible. I, I have like unreleased episodes. Yeah. Um, and um, have they been unreleased because it just Because wasn't... they've either forgotten to watch it. Like they would have, I give them final say. So if like, wow. if I I put it as a private video on YouTube and after the, if they watch it and they like it, then I'll actually chop it up and stuff. But there are those episodes out wow. there too. That's kind of, I have to say, that's a little rude. I've, I've redone episodes. Redone like so a, a realtor one of my earlier episodes um after watching it realized God. he dropped one too many f-bombs so he's like do you mind if we redo it i'm like wow. no, i don't mind I don't really mind. that's so it. nice of you i would be out. like, mm, like no i'll bleep him out <laughs> no it is bleep it is bleep bleep realtor house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. wild um no but for the most part um have you ever recorded one and then like the person didn't watch it and just never contacted you after that like just it just no everyone most for the most part everyone's actually still kept in touch yeah yeah interesting yeah um but God. surprisingly because it's a lot of work i love this guy because Surpri- it's a like, lot it's a lot of work like when i think about you trying to chop up this video and edit it i'm like thank god I'm i don't not have to forward do it. To this one i mean i, I, I am you. but like i'm not no, like i, I am believe, not. Yeah. dude it's okay right. i cannot blame you this it's a lot like for this one if i don't hear from you for three weeks i'm like <laughs> Do Seems about right. Do your thing, dog. Right. <laughs> no, I ain't pressing you. Do your thing, dog. Yeah, that's a lot of meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, Stew. It's been nice. I mean, when when friends friends and family are like, you know, they kind of shrug it off like, oh, he's going to start a podcast. Everyone on their mom's, you know, has a podcast. And then they start realizing like, oh, you have such and such on. You They, they have some, you know, th- they're an influencer or whatever. And, and I'm like, that 
that's great yeah. and all, but like being an influencer doesn't bring any more clout than someone that you know personally. Right. Like you know, it's Absolutely. like yeah. So you know what? I have to say, do you have you ever done a podcast with someone like uh, online where they're not in front of you? Never. Never. I feel like you know how Ryan said last week he really wants to do podcasts with people in person. To me, I'm like oof. You cannot beat this. Now that I'm like sitting here and having this conversation Dude, for four and a half no hours, FaceTime. I was like, ooh, no you FaceTime. cannot beat this. And so There's that's, no way. And so I feel like uh, that's kind of why people, at least the people who listen, like this podcast because there's a re- there's something special about humans sitting face to face and communicating that mm-hmm. you cannot replicate. When you talk on FaceTime, you have to take turns. You can't feel a person's body mm-hmm. language. You can't give. Yeah. You can't take. I participated in a Zoom conference call with like 20 people. It was like... and Did you, you have know, like a party? It, uh, it wasn't a party. party. Uh, it, no, it was just like a get... It, no, it was just... I don't know. It was a mutual friend. Yeah. Um, and with like 20 other people that I didn't know. And But it, they, Zoom does a good job of like muting yeah. your mics and stuff like that so you're not talking over each other. Yeah, they do a good job. Interesting. Like was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- and I, I think... So that, I agree with that. And then the main thing is I can't trust their audio quality on, on their yeah, end. Yeah, I see. And the logistics of uploading it you to... You had a-, a problem with that one time. Not for you personally, but a, a podcast you participated in. Right. With. Yeah, and they sound off and they like, sound funky. Or, and no, my remember audio. You, did, you did a podcast for two women name drop not necessary to oh get yeah that that's audio. right and then i think you guys just never got around to recording them we just never got oh, around to it yeah. again it's not yeah. a shame yeah that yeah, sucks it was a really good podcast and too. the thing that's a shame is like like let's say this one like let's say the audio was fucked up you're not gonna replicate this you know what i mean no and oh, it's I, didn't, I didn't tell you this but last last time i saw uh i was here i told ryan that um i before i came here i took a nap and after i woke <sighs> up after I, it was it was at, it was before our first episode, yeah. um, because earlier that day I recorded an episode with some flight medicine people, so flight nurses and flight paramedics. That was at like nine in the morning. Got home, took a nap, woke up. I was like, I gotta, I'm gonna go to Displains, and uh, but I have to dump the memory from my memory cards, so I dumped the memory cards without uploading it to my computer, and that's why there's n- there's a missing episode in my in my Instagram thing. Yeah. The way I'm gonna make it up is I'm gonna go do a ride along and then film a bunch of butter like buttery b-roll, b-roll with them right. and then Dang. put voiceover over that'll that. birth something good that accident think, will yeah, birth it'll something. it'll be that fine hurt, that hurts but honestly that happens to everyone it happens uh, and it, it's just again it goes back to a numbers thing it's statistically there's right. gonna be there's a lesson mistake. in everything and yeah. not absolutely. exactly right. it happens absolutely. So, yeah, it happens it's it's unfortunate but it happens but yeah like the, but the thing i was saying like even if this audio was terrible for this one then you're like hey we got to re-record and we're like all right cool you, you, can't, you won't recreate it's not that. you you're not you gonna recreate it you missed it, it. Yeah. it the, this time it was natural next time it'll be like what are, what are we talking no, about you again? can't repeat it you gotta you move can't. on you, you gotta just move gotta on and just yeah do a new yeah. podcast yeah dank all right i think that's it all right um for any human being <laughs> that hears this and makes it to Is the there end, a prize that should for i'm, someone, I'm yeah. gonna do something so if anyone Made it all the way to the end. No, but how do you can know? How can you? How do you know if someone made it through the end? There's got to be There's like no incentive, though. Th- maybe. There's got to be um, like a way for you to be like if you can answer this, 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 and this, oh. and like five different. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Watch it be Tarek. <laughs> <laughs> Tarek, congratulations! You won a free Scrabble board, sir. <laughs> Yeah. When's th- when's the merch dropping? Maybe they they'll get a free, free that is tea. that is actually a wow. good idea. So you I just put him on blast and everything. Uh, so I have. You're just really holding him accountable. No, he is. <laughs> so I um, 
Shout out to Mike McKenzie. Uh, Mike's part of the Florida's team out in New Jersey. is one of the hardest hit states right now. So he's mm-hmm. he has an essential job. So he's overtiming it up. Um, but yeah, he's currently looking f- uh, for some locations closer here for me so we can save on shipping. But our only issue is um, no one's working to make. Yeah. No one's no wor- printer. No yeah. printers right. are, are in production right now. So. Um, we're, we'll be ready to go as soon as things get back in business, right? We more or less uh, put some money down, get some shirts out, get some hats out. Sick. Victor will probably take the photos for me. Hell yeah. We can go outside, right? Yeah, and, uh, I'm down. Where are we going to store these things? Um, in your new office upstairs. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's kind of where I'm getting to, Isn't right? Is there an office like next door here that's open? Yeah. What's um? No, what's his name? Um, Matt. The guy. Who, yeah. yeah. Matt is over there. The oh, I thought guy, his, his name's off. It is, but it's, I heard the printer. I heard the oh, 3D okay. Printer. All right, we just assumed next last yeah. time. Okay, like I know that guy. While, that but. guy, he's like a yeah, he's like an engineer guy. Like I'll probably next to my Sam. Like, hey, dude, what's the thing under? He's like, oh, I was trying to replace the tape, but I just didn't get back. To it. <laughs> right, he's just such an engineer type guy. Yeah, sure. I mean, his name is still on the director. I think downstairs. I heard him talking to someone on the phone the other day too. Matt, okay. I think, Matt I think. Curry is his name. Shout out to him for three D cool. printed uh, at CAD Caliber. Three D printed that Florida CQ thing over there Dope. on the whiteboard. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, if you made it this far, shoot me a DM and, uh, and he's going to give you a pop quiz. Yeah. Shoot me a DM and put in and type me the letters. Uh, they can just fast forward to the end. Yeah, no, it won't work. All right. If you made it this far, let me know and, uh, we'll have a special conversation or something. I don't know. <laughs> wow. All right. I don't know, but shout out to everyone. What's the marker? I mean, it's not going to sync up perfect. No, it's know. not. Four forty-five. Because okay. I'm going to. We chop it. I think down. it'll it'll be two episodes. Yeah. Doink. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Knut, thank you. Any final words? You did so good. I don't think so. I don't think now so. now. I don't feel this the need what? to have one now, dude. Like, to have to have a, another like right. maybe maybe I don't know maybe more more in depth into the personal training like an episode like another no episode. no if you t- if you did if you just if Knut just did your podcast just you two yeah it'll be a completely different it'd be podcast. different yeah. oh yeah dude, it'd, it'd be, be different it'd you be should different. still do that you and i think it'd still be better it. now now that we're like we can get now that you kind of have yeah. some right yeah. absolutely i think you should still do that next yeah. one right mm-hmm. is your office still open or i shouldn't probably say that hot take yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um no final words no final worries uh this was fun i'm glad i did it i'm glad i don't know it um i really enjoyed it Really, enjoy- I feel I really like talking it. to people through headphones is a really yeah. Great way to talk. What is you have that? To listen. This is so cool. At <laughs> yeah. first, like, when I was here, whenever a couple of weeks ago, watching you two talk, I was like, why do they have headphones on? Why yeah. are they talking into such big mics? And now it's like, ooh, I'm in a different world yeah. with <laughs> these two other people. Clarity. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Can you feel like Victor? a gamer? Cool. Victor is he? He is day by day, just hammering his role into my life yeah just more and grateful more and more. to be here yeah i appreciate it dude you gotta keep yourself healthy because if you fuck up i can't have you on no ventilator dog i need you <laughs> i need you here with me <laughs> with me for real man take care of yourself be safe yeah um all right that's everyone be safe hopefully by the time this hopefully by the time this comes out things I'd are say more so. Normal. I don't right, I don't think this episode should be honest. <laughs> this episode is, is gonna need two weeks to just render. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for everyone uh who listened to however Victor chops it up, part one and part two. Um I'm glad that you all got a chance to uh have some insight to my personal life, some of my personal histories, uh some of the things that have shaped my 
philosophy on work life, on human to human life, uh, things we covered with, you know, feelings and passion and fervor of what you want to do and achieve those things. Uh, all these things that I preach and I say to my clients week to week and you all week to week that mean a lot to me. I'm glad that you got to have some insight to my day to day world and got an insight to one conversation that I have with Canute almost every day we have these conversations. So I'm glad that we got to historically record one. Aww. Right? Just one. Oh, that's our first one. Crazy. You know what I always tell him? I'm like, man, I was like, I almost kind of wish we would just record them and look back on and like, More you know often. what I mean? And got, and like, and like look back on them in like 20 years or yeah. something like that. You know what's funny? Technically, this isn't our first conversation, our first conversation recorded. We recorded one New Year's Day of, oh man, 2000 i have that on that hard drive 13 maybe I was 2013 wearing, wearing a white shirt that's crazy that's crazy <laughs> remember yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 okay right. that's all thank you for listening to episode two whether it's part one or part two i don't know um i appreciate you all here for my next episode i can give some insight hopefully uh if things in the u.s continue to be decently stable i'll have my brother on here he's an olympian um, and I just want to continue to roll out the people who are closest to me and more guests who are close to me. And uh, if you have something, uh, any topics in particular, that uh, episodes that are particularly me just brain dumping one on one with Victor, um, please, please, please slide on my DM. Let me know. I'm not joking. We're going to probably start a, a list of Google Docs of topics to kind of go off of, possibly create some short episodes, 30 minute episodes on topics here and there. So. Uh, but we're making it up as we go. And this is your show. This is your podcast. So please be engaged. Send me a DM. If I don't respond to you, send me another DM. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't respond, unfollow me and say, fuck send you. Send Victor a DM. Yeah, send Victor like, a DM. <laughs> Can you reply to my DM and Ryan's comments? <laughs> send Victor a DM. Um, that's about it. What's your Instagram in case people want to follow you? Real Results Inc. Real Results Inc. Yep. Um been giving out fake results for the last 10 years victor which which <laughs> instagram do you give out to people uh the podcast one i am I'm consciously, consciously curious. curious it's wordy but okay yeah. dm either one of them if you like them or you know you have hate mail so <laughs> okay thank you all for listening for these many 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 hours it was a good pleasure to be with you um till next time outro music <laughs> <laughs> bow, bow. <laughs> <laughs>